open up the rant. Make sure we're on the rant. I was watching so much stuff that I almost forgot to watch the actual rewind. Like that's how consumed with wrestling I was. But I watched oh, the rewind was fantastic. Another it was gem, really good. Another gem gem picked by the donka donkinator. Uh, so Matt, much I good think stuff. wait, I think Matt's microphone is not working. I think your MacBook is picking up and not your mic. It, it you do sound a little tinny, Matt. Tap your mic. Uh, hold on. Tap your How mic. How about now? Tap it, tap it. No. Tap your mic. Nope. No, See? No, nothing. Nada. Zilch. Zipperino. So no audio? No, we got audio. It's just that it's coming probably coming through your MacBook. Like you sound uh, like you're like we, you sound like you're one of the guests that's not at home talking to us. What the fuck, man? Oh shit. Hey, it's a good thing we discovered it early. And ad free. It still it still sounds bad? Yes. I, I mean, mean it, it doesn't, doesn't sound, sound it doesn't sound good. bad per se, but but it's definitely not as clear as your microphone would be. Yeah, it's not the mic. Oh, stop. Let's see. No. Tony, how was your day? Shitty, dude. Absolutely That's shitty. not good. Is that any better? Nope. Do the tap, do the mic tap. That's how we'll tell. Do you right. do you have your um your uh I right, hear something there. I heard something there when he did it that there time. There we go. There we go. There it is. Better? Yes. Well, Ten oh, times, hundred times, million times better. Yep. I'm sorry out there. My apologies. Oh, it's soft open, baby. So know what happened. Should my sound be for my computer through my headphones or my loopback audio? Whatever, no, it's working. It's coming out. It, because it's coming out, it should be coming through your headphones anyway. I'm coming out. You got your soundboard open? Yeah, why? Press a button. Let's see if we get it. Push a goddamn button. Yeah, you're good. You're good. Yes. You are 100% good. Good. More gooder. More better. More gooder? More gooder. So, Tony, why are you shitty? Uh, because oh, you got I got a guy? purple eye. Yeah, no, I got a sty. You got a stink so eye. I had to leave work early to go deal with that. And then I'm trying to make up for work. And I got to deal with other things. And uh, then I got to deal with you guys. So, oh, come on. You know, you love dealing with us. Yeah. I love dealing with you guys, but it was just, you know, another another scoop of ice cream on uh, on top of uh, the Sunday. A Sunday. Yes, that's right. Well, if Sunday, you are Sunday, Sunday and if Saturday, you if, if you're tuning in uh, and expecting Bill Alfonso, um, Bill, <laughs> was, we, we were not on the same page, unfortunately. Um, so we had to reschedule, but stay tuned uh, somewhere down the line. Bill will be joining us. You're stuck with the three of us tonight, and we have a, a lot. There's so much wrestling to talk about. And in our brief pre-show uh, meeting, uh, as soon as Tony signed in, we uh, we all kind of said we watched a lot of wrestling. So there should be a shitload of stuff for us to talk about. Oh, I got so many questions. Shitloads. Right? I, I got fucking notebook page full of notes. Me too. Oh, Jesus. I took fucking notes, bro. I watched everything. 
everything. Kevin and, wrote, Kevin, wait, Kevin wrote, wrote one note. <laughs> promos. Wow. That was for the rewind. No, I got other stuff on the other pages. This, this was just notes for the rewind that I have. And, uh, and they, uh, we figured out, uh, they announced who Flair's last match was going to be. Someone just said it in the group. And I, I was right. Kind of. Sort of. A little bit. I said it. You were half right. What? No, Kevin was right. We'll talk about it when we when we start the show. That's right. Little teaser, man. Nailed it. <sighs> Crushed it. Kinda. No, if you nailed it. Oh, I nailed it. Super nail. Like if Kevin no. was throwing darts, when you get half of something right, you get, don't like when you bet and you miss when you miss a bet, you don't win shit. You lose. No, nope. not he if wasn't. you bet a parlay and then buy some of it back. Uh, Right. Yeah, the FanDuel doesn't we, allow you to do that. Can we nah, well, parlay into the intro, does. please? Jesus. Who? Can we parlay into the intro? Hey, shut up. I'm asking him where I can do that, dipshit. All this and more next. On the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. Thank do you. I have to play? Do you have the fucking... Yeah, there you go. <laughs> the following is a presentation of the Shining Wizards Network, broadcasting live on RantiumRadio.com and available on all podcast platforms and at ShiningWizards.com. Follow us on social media at Wizards Podcast. Check out our merchandise at merch.shiningwizards.com. Do your Amazon shopping at amazon.shiningwizards.com and become a Patreon supporter at patreon.com slash wizardspodcast. As always, we thank you for your continued support. And now, enjoy the show. Oh, didn't see you there. You are listening to Shining Wizards, baby. Stay rocked up. I'm Thunderfrog, baby. Yeah. What's up, fuckers? Where did cheese go? The no. stupid fucking question, Kevin. <clears throat> oh, shit. Yeah. That's... Whoa. Hey, this is most. God, that was disgusting. Turning wizards rule the world. You are listening live to episode 594 of the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. Coming to you live on the ranch, rantymradio.com. Coming to you live in video format on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and the YouTubes. And going with you wherever you go because we are available on all podcast platforms. Let's get right into it. It's time for some wrestling talk. And talk about wrestling. Tony. Matt. K-J-G. Now, I know Kevin's been talking a lot of shit about Thunderfrog not being on the show lately, so I figured I'd bring a little Thunderfrog action back to you. That is 100% false. Can you... Uh, I don't know if this is, if this is something you are, are capable of doing, Tony. Do you possibly have a, some kind of... Just a short list of, of liners over there, maybe, that, that we could talk about? Because I have a whole bunch over here. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, a, a long time ago in a galaxy far away, you were supposed to upload all your liners to the uh, server so I could download them. And I thought I did, but you know, not all of them. I don't have, I don't have keeping it real. I don't have Conan and Disco. I don't have a lot of really? them. 
Yeah. Otherwise, what? we'd be playing them. That's why we got to go back to the Thunder Frog well and the Mr. No, Ooh, Tony, I don't care. I don't Come care if you have six liners. If you have six. I have more than six. All right. So even if you only had six, I would be on a rotation of the other five. Unless the other five is like, unless like Francis is in there. No, I don't have a Francis liner, actually. Do you have one, Matt? No, I I don't. Why would I want to talk to him any more than I have to? And to be honest with you, there's like, there's other liners that I really like. They're kind of like outdated. Like Like what? what? Well, like we have a liner from Adam Cole, but it's wishing us a happy first anniversary. Play it. Yeah, I can play it. Hold on. You want me to play it? Adam Cole, baby. Can you hear it? Nope. No. Oh, okay, never mind. I guess I got to get it into the soundboard. But you know what? Wait, yeah, I it'll... think I have it here. I, yeah. I don't think I've ever heard the Adam Cole liner. Well, that's, I mean, you've heard it. You just no, forget th- it. See, the problem is I don't have oh, certain things right. going in. I have to, yeah, I got to add this. What about this guy? Ladies and gentlemen, this is No Fear Mike Mondo, and you're listening to the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. So <laughs> this is No <laughs> Show Mike Mondo. <laughs> oh boy come on hey everybody this is jay lethal and the black machismo and you're listening to the shining wizard podcast oh yeah love it yeah, like i have all those and you still go with Thunderfrog. yeah fuck yeah baby i'm not gonna lie to you it's pretty funny but it's like it's not good if that makes <laughs> sense <laughs> like, Here, try this. Like it makes me laugh, but for the purpose that it's it's serving, it does us no benefit. Here, try this. See if you can hear this. This is ACH, and you are tuned in to the Shining Wizard Podcast. There you go. Motivation. All right, that was ACH. This is Adam Cole. Hey guys, this is Adam Cole, and celebrating their one year anniversary. It's a pleasure to be a part of, and you should all listen to the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. That's a great liner. Yeah, but hey, it's- you- do you have this one, Tony? Whenever you're ready. Hey, everyone. This is Anna Teresa, your Ms. New York America 2015. You are listening to Shining Wizards. No, is that from, is that from the New York show? Yeah. Hey, do you have this one? Sup, guys. Billy on here. You are listening to the Shining Wizards podcast. Make sure you hit that like button. Or however you youngsters show your support. Let's rock this. I don't have that one. Do you have this one? This is Ada Scott, and you're listening to the Shining Wizards podcast. <laughs> yes, I do. All right. All right. How about, how about, how about this one? All right. Here, this is Headbanger Thrasher. One half of the Headbangers. That's right. The former WWE tag team champ. And you're listening to the Shine Wizards Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> don't miss it and don't turn it. Don't turn it. Don't what about this it. one? This is Jay Briscoe, and you're listening to the Shine Wizards Podcast. I do have Jay Briscoe. All right. You have this one? Hey, Buttheads, you're listening to Jason Hervey on the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. Oh, that's a great one. I do. Yes, do you have this one? Hey, this is Ken Shamrock, the world's most dangerous man. That's right, the world's most dangerous man. And also the first heavyweight champion of MMA and the first King of Pancras champion of the world. Y'all listening to the Shining Wizards. 
He didn't you mention this. he was the first Impact champion. You got this one. Hey, this is Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. <laughs> Everybody, stay tuned. Listen to this guy, Eddie the Shining Wizard. Oh no! Oh yes, we can never play that one. What about this oh. one? This is Punishment Martinez from Ring of Honor. You're listening to the Shining Wizard podcast. Yo, that motherfucker could do voiceover shit. That's no do, joke. He can do whatever he wants. How about this one? Uh, hey, what's up? It's Phil Ray from Temple of Throwbacks. Oh! And you listening to the Shining Wizard. Yeah, I just muted that shit. How do you like them apples? Go kill yourself. Or <laughs> eat a bag of fried dicks. Wow. See, you you cut it off before the punchline. Right, what about th- How about this? Hey, what's up, wrestling fans? It's the psycho shooter Drake Younger, the PMA World Heavyweight Champion. Yes, I, I do. You are listening to Shining with his podcast. No, 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 no. <laughs> what's wrong with that? I like that liner. Uh, well, it's everything outside of the ring that the problem is. Yeah, you're beyond reproach, Tony. Who, me? Oh, yeah. You like this that. Scotty Riggs. It's been a pleasure to be on Shining Wizards. <laughs> you can catch on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, ShiningWizards.com. Scotty Riggs is all elite. Keep it heel and do it. There's only, there's only one person that can follow Drake Younger. All right. Hello, this is Gunner right here, the modern-day Viking oh. of PNA Wrestling, and you're listening to Shining Wizards Podcast. Man. The- <laughs> Did Kevin fall? I can't see him. Good God. All right, oh. so there, you have a fair amount of liners. I actually do have the Conan Disco liner. I didn't think I had it. Oh, I got this one. This is Kenny Omega, and you are cleaning up the competition with Shining Wizards Podcast. Well, I have this one. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Thomas Rodman, and I'm here <laughs> listening to the Shining Wizards Podcast. I got that one, too. Oh, that, does, that does not sound like a Thomas Rodman. Oh, here, here, here! One of my personal favorites that you probably don't won't like. Uh, hey, this is Scott Keith, formerly the Net Cop, and you're listening to the Shining Wizards podcast. Did we when we did when we did like the first uh, like Blizzard like on location AJ Styles little Egypt show? Did we get an AJ one? What's up, guys? It's the phenomenal AJ Styles, and you are listening to the Shining Wizards podcast. And I think we have a little Egypt one, don't we? Play that yeah. every week. Little Egypt? I haven't played in a while. Hi, everybody. This is original glow girl, Little Egypt, and you're listening to Shining Wizards. Yeah. Okay, so the so we could spend all night playing fucking liners, but the point of this is we have liners. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I got, I got one more. I got one more. This is Unbreakable Mike Logan, and you're listening to the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. Who is that? This is Unbreakable Mike Logan, and you're listening to the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. Unbreakable Mark who? <laughs> This is Unbreakable Mike Logan, and you're listening to the Shining Wizards. Wait, I got another one. I got two of them from him. This is Unbreakable Mike Logan, and you're listening to the Shining Wizards podcast. Oh, okay. <laughs> Forgot about him. Oh, boy. Oh, God. Hey, this is Moose. <laughs> hey, this is Unbreakable Moose. Moose Elgin. God damn, dude. Woo! So, uh, how you guys doing? I know, uh, I know, Tony, you said you were doing shitty. Kevin, how are you? Oh, fantastic, baby. Fantastic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Why not? Monday. Why not? Start the new week. Let it ride, baby. All Let right. it ride. All right. All right. Cool. I like that. Absolutely. 
Full beans. Absolutely, man. I mean, nothing crazy. Not, not not a wild weekend. Pretty subdued weekend. But hey, man, why be down about the Mondays when you know that now you're only four more days away from Saturday or Friday, whatever that is. But I mean, if that's how you live in your life, brother, with the countdown. So, I mean, oh, just- you always got a countdown. All right. Well, I mean, obviously, I'd rather I like I love doing this, but after this, let's shoot right to the weekend, Mamacitas. Mamacitas, but it sounds like you didn't do anything on the weekend. No, I did nothing. But hey, sometimes nothing is good. No news is good news, right? Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Uh, I got a new bathroom. Nice. Yeah, man. They finally finished it. High five to that. So you guys can both come christen the porcelain on Sunday. I'm excited. The, the, the basement one? No, no, the one upstairs. The, nah, the... I only use the basement one. I can't use that one. No, you got to use the good one, man. No, nah, I can't do it. I got a comfort height toilet seat, which I wasn't sure what it was. It's just that it's a higher up seat. Uh, I think if you're shorter than 5'9", your feet dangle. Nice. Which I don't know if that's a good thing or not because my feet don't. You know what I'm picturing? Like you know that carnival ride where like you swing around. Like <laughs> I'm just picturing like a, a whole ride full of toilets, <laughs> with like your legs dangling. It's kind of. I guess that I would imagine it's kind of what it would be like. It'd be kind of funny. So but, wait, uh, if you're under six foot, your feet won't be touching. So do I, am I going to need a ladder to get to this toilet? No, like I don't, like I don't know. Like I'm five eleven on good days, and and you know five ten on bad days now because I'm shrinking because I'm old. That's right. But uh, my feet still hit the floor. I mean, they're not. I gotta think about it. Were they flat on the floor? So oh, wait, maybe you should it... take this with you, dude. If I could figure it out, I would. So wait, how? Why would you get a toilet that was like taller than you? It's not taller than. No, that. it's not taller. It's it it's called comfort height. So you're kind of like not squatting like you're up higher like like this right. kind of like this it's the it probably saves ser, serves the same purpose as the squatty potty no but you're up higher like if you're lower right. it, it, well if you're lower then you sit with like your knees on your elbow but if you're sitting up more you're probably more of in a seated position yes exactly it's and almost that probably like you... makes your bowel movements go better hmm. more gooder so you don't get anal fissures uh, so, is it like one of like the like the tennis judge? Like the line? No, but the, 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 the chair's the not tennis, six feet like, off the ground. Like Kevin. the umpire, dude. You gotta fucking get out more, bro. <laughs> oh me? Yeah, you. I got a freaking t- a comfort tall man toilet. Like last week, you just thought you could walk into an Apple store all willy nilly. We saved you from that fucking disaster. This week, you think Tony put a fucking? Well, actually, head- you can walk into an Apple store all willy nilly. Yeah, they're not gonna take you right away though. Yeah. If you walk in on a random day during the week, they might, but not on a not on a Saturday. Oh, that's like drinking that's like drinking the, you know, what, the mystery gasoline? drink. The mystery oh. drink that's outside. It could be a glass of water, it could be a soda with somebody's cigarette button it. You never know. A soda with somebody have you ever have you ever drank a, a can of something by mistake? You know what? Yep. Surprisingly, 100%. no. I have. You think I have too, yeah. Growing up in the Joe Bowman house, I would have I would have caught one, but no, we were good. Yeah, that would I feel like that'd be on like the menu. I don't really well, like beer, so I never really. Well, all right, well that's the that's point. True. It's that's not like true. your dad was that's drinking true. a Pepsi or something, you know. All he wanted was a Pepsi. Is that from something? It's fucking suicidal tendencies, dude. 
Yeah, Tony. All I wanted was a Pepsi, just one Pepsi. Tony, you got to get out more. But you wouldn't give it to me, institutionalized? I'm, I'm too busy sitting on my fucking six-foot toilet. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're like oh. neighborhood watch on the bowl. Things <laughs> I could do on my toilet. Drink beer. Uh, play with my iPhone. Watch wrestling. Oh, we're not so wait, how? Where is the toilet paper dispenser in relation to the? See, giant that's the toilet? fucked up thing, right? So, like, I don't know if you remember, we had like a recessed holder that goes into the wall. Correct. So my wife wanted to keep one, so we bought a new one, so it matches everything. But the problem is when you're up higher, the toilet paper is like right here on my shoulder. So if I <laughs> lean forward, I'm hitting the toilet paper. So I kind of have to sit like this to take a good shit. Wait, why I'm... is it in front of you? Because when you were when we were like six or eight inches lower, it was like up here. So then you could just oh, peel why it off, is it so you know? high? Because my toilet is fucking small. The whole bathroom is small. You know this. I think I've what? used your upstairs bathroom like twice. Yeah, but that yeah. bathroom is small. It's small as shit. The tub is the tub is great. We got the glass shower doors now. We got the dual shower head where you got like the rain thing, but then you also got the wand and the pressure's awesome. It's fucking great. The cool. Wand. Congratulations. Yeah, Thank you. Thank Can you, you take much. a picture of this giant man toilet and send it to me? Oh, yeah. Um, Put it on our Instagram. I just want to see know. it. I, I, I want to know, know if I'm way off. Right. I don't even but know if I people who are listening to this can see Tony's giant toilet on our Instagram. Okay. And if you're not following us on Instagram, it's, you can follow us on Instagram. It's not. So I mean, it looks like that. a smaller toilet. Send but a it's actually, picture to him. I don't have a goddamn picture. I want to. Like, are, are, Tony, are there steps? To get to this, oh. yes, we, got, we got one of them dog fucking, you know, the no, thing down not there. not like a, a, a staircase, but like like some people. Some... I call it the stairway to heaven. There you go, <laughs> Matt. I've, oh, Matt, this boy. is the first time I've ever heard of a comfort toilet. That, well, Sunday like, you'll be able to see off the one, ground. You'll be able to see one in person. No, because he'll want you to open the hatch so he can go downstairs. He doesn't want to see it. No, I'm gonna I want to see it. I'm not going to use it. I'm going to fire up the grill. We're going to have some burgers and dogs, all kinds of shit. I'm excited. Yeah, it'll be fun. Should be a good time. And yeah. if you're interested in all the shenanigans and hijinks, subscribe to Patreon because we will be recording a few bonus shows. So, oh, yeah. I put your you Christmas go. present in my car today. I put the shirts. Oh, Christ- I put the shirts that Christian Rocco sent me in the car today for you guys. Fuck, I got to wrap your gifts finally. <laughs> I might, I might have to use fucking happy birthday paper to fucking well, wrap them. Don't waste the fucking paper, dude. <laughs> Put them in a box. What's in the box? All right. So that's a new potty is exciting. New new turlet. That's fun. Got a new vanity, a new sink, new medicine cabinets, all new shit, dude. Did you use <laughs> bath fitters? No. God, no. We looked into that stuff. I, I, can't, I can't imagine that's a good idea for the long haul, to be honest with you. Because you're just pretty much just putting it over all your old shit, and you don't know like what's creeping behind those walls and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Fair enough. I don't know. Maybe. Look, if if you got it and it worked, good on you. For me, I was like, nah, maybe not. Yeah, new rocks, new is awesome. They finished. They my deck is finished finally. Oh, nice. How are the trees going in your backyard? The trees are gone. All of them? No, just the ones that were dead. Yes, the ones that uh, were going to fall on the house are gone, and the the deck is finished, and it has been stained. <laughs> we are in full. The lights are up. We are ready for fucking barbecue extravaganza. So I was right about the, the Ric Flair match, by the way. Still not out there. You're not right if you get half. 
Well, I know I don't think I ever guessed. I don't think we ever like when I said it, I was guessing a singles match. Right. Okay. Kevin, I, look, Kevin deserves credit for this. Don't take this away from him. So the Flair's seen... last match at Starcast. The match apparently has been announced according to who was it in the chat? Where is it? Oh, it's right there. TJ Vegas. Oh. Yes. Tony is the shining wizard. Thank you, Ryan Schlong. Flair's last match is him and Andrade versus Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. And I said that it would be Flair and Jarrett, maybe. But I thought you had said Flair and Lethal. I said Flair and Jarrett. Oh, then then wow. I mean, I'm I was... still I'm still right. I mean, I could have said both, to be honest with you. I thought but, somebody had mentioned it because he was working out with Lethal for so well, long. Well, I mean, th- that would make the most sense, right? But then like, Matt was like, turn- there's no way it was going to be Lethal. But then it turns out it is going to be Lethal. Okay. Unless maybe I said it. Who gives a fuck? I don't know. He's, I just wanted to throw it out there because we were talking about it before the, the hard open. He's I'll teaming up what. with... On, uh, on this card, this is the match I am least interested in. Right. Of course. Yeah, you, I heard you, this You've been very adamant sad. about that. So who are the Mortons wrestling with Robert Gibson in their corner? That would be Brock Anderson and Brian Pillman Jr. Looking forward to that one? That seems like it might be fun. I uh I am. Look, the card is the card's good. I just I don't give a shit about Ric Flair. Right. This I don't let me take that back. I don't give a shit about this version of Ric Flair. I don't know if I talked about it. Did you guys see his Instagram a couple days ago when his fucking face was all like cut up and he was like fucking black and blue? No, what happened to him? I don't know. It's a picture of him and Fifi like having a fucking drink and his face is all fucking mangled. So he's back with Fifi? Like yes. they, they got oh. back together at Charlotte's wedding, I believe. Oh God. Let's see if I can find the fucking picture. Yeah, I think all right. So here's what I think. He's probably a on blood thinners, so he bruises like a peach. He should get in a wrestling. Or game. B, he's just old, and old people bruise like a peach. So one of the two. Mike or Jay Lethal's just working him. Chiming in, he said he thinks it was an old picture. Maybe it was. Maybe he just. I hope so. He looked like... awful. Well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, man, I'm with you. Like, I have no real interest. I'm in sending it to you guys just because I can't pull it up on on this. I'm sure I've seen it, but I'm with you in terms of I have real no like interest in actually watching it. But I also don't have an issue with him doing it. If you know what I'm saying, like I don't I don't care to see it like you. Like I'm not gonna watch it like at right. all unless it comes up for free like a week later or something like that. But I don't have any real desire. Oh my! <laughs> what the? <laughs> it looks like he's got fucking Play-Doh on his head. What is this? I don't what know. The- it was supposed. It was posted June 26th. What is the one directly above the eyebrow? Play-Doh. Pop that sucker. What the fuck, dude? Holy cow. I take it that Charlotte in the picture underneath, maybe? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Probably? No, that might be... uh... Let's see, who's that? That could be Fifi. Fifi. Fifi's in great shape. For a lady her age. Well, she's nowhere near Rick's age, right? She's like, well, yeah, but she's of age. Well, I would hope dope. so. I mean, we're not talking about Jerry Lawler here. You rang the bell at your own joke. <laughs> yes, I did. That's a punctuation mark. 
it's uh what you know look it is what it is i'm not going to get excited about it uh you know what i am excited about that i paid for ad free shows so i don't have to listen to them fucking chill this fucking show every fucking 10 minutes that, those commercials are everywhere like anything you watch on youtube like no matter what wrestling company you watch they're on i'll tell you what bro they got it in on impact and nwa and mlw, and MLW too. yeah of which i watched all three yeah me too look at that fucking i, I hope I've, i hope i watched the right mlw <laughs> it's <laughs> it was holiday versus hammerstone right it was okay, Fuck so yeah dude it. Yes. um it's look it is it is what it is i'm just not uh I don't know. People are people love it. People love the idea of it. It's pretty remarkable to think about it. Like Ric Flair is Ric Flair, obviously, but now Jeff Jarrett is going to be the referee at SummerSlam Correct. for a tag title match with the Street Profits and the Usos. And then they're going to be so he works. He's working for WWE or he's under their banner, even if it's just for a day for SummerSlam. Nah, he's and, then have, and then you have two AEW talents. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Jarrett is the senior vice president of live events, I believe, or executive vice president of live events for WWE. I think he's so. jerking anyone off. Tommy Young. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I would like to take back the mortgage and just say 7.5 flat. Oh, we're getting into this again? Well, I was listening again today. <laughs> what? We don't have just for this purpose? No, I was just listening. I went to um I had a lot to do today. Uh-huh. Uh, so I got up early and I was doing stuff and I had to run errands. And I was like, oh, let me listen to the re-. I started it, the, the podcast, our podcast, because I always like to listen back. And I never realized I never finished it. Uh, and then I had a hell of a chuckle at our at our jerk off conversation. Oh my god, Kevin was so mad. Oh, he got up and left. I'll tell you what though, if you're looking for something to listen to from last week the can you beat that is fucking great man i'm so upset the fucking spiders dude the tension is it comes across great in the replay it's fucking good it's a good listen man wait what what tension like you are there kevin you are right there it's the it's the air is thick with kevin's got to get if he gets this one right i would have ran the table twice there's an audible gasp when you say spiders. <laughs> the spiders are a thing. They're the exact same gear as the executioners. Yes, I understand. It's just, it's great. It's better if you're watching it on our YouTube, youtube.com slash the shining wizards um, and subscribe. So you don't miss a show, but listening, it comes across well too. the, the it was there, man. It the atmosphere was good. God, that's, that's going to, that's, that's one that's gonna bite me for the rest of my life, probably. Interesting. So no, I was right. Like you said, I was right there, and I knew it. Like I knew it, but I just couldn't. I just guessed the wrong mask, guys. Yeah. No. Look, props to you, man. You had it. It was impressive. Re- Any way you slice it, you had an impressive showing last week. Oh, for sure. That. Well, now we'll see what the kind WWE of... NWO and then the first the, everyone that was on Raw in a match. The first hey, what Raw. Did the, uh, Tony, what did the co- what did the committee have to say about that? Uh, yeah, I would know. like to know what the feedback. Was there any? Uh, did they look into the Fugazi Kevin going to your house in the afternoon and now he's wearing the NWO and then you're throwing him softballs? Did they look into that at all or no? 
No, because that was not a formal complaint made to the uh, committee. That's right. Has the uh, has the committee decided on uh, Christian Rocco's challenger in two weeks? Not yet, but they can they consider the level of competition that Kevin was, and they want to find somebody who's also a very high caliber. So there's okay. no. Such I thing. would like to be the first person to tell the committee to go fuck themselves. I will not be participating in your reindeer games. Whoa. I will I will make note of that. Oh, please do so. Tell your fucking friend with the black thing on his face, the blob, the mystery man. Um, you can let him know that I will not be participating in this. Tony, I would also like to tell the committee that I would 100% play again in two weeks. <laughs> uh, please, if you if the committee brings him back for a second week in a row. I'm fucking burning the title in the fire pit. I'm burning the title because it means nothing. You just you just gave me all these accolades and how good it was, and now that because of that and because I that doesn't that doesn't keep me in the top the top of the waiting pool. You don't Matt, get, you just don't get to go to the front of the line again. Matt is like line. we don't even know we don't know anybody. Who else is oh, he, on the show? look Tony and his committee. They have there's there's some kind of algorithm they're working with over there. I'm sure of it. I'll tell Al that you think highly of his gorythm. Um I, nothing? Wow. No, I well, I I made that I've done that joke before, so. Of course. What, here? No, oh, well, yes. When have you ever heard the word algorithm on this show in the past 10 plus years? Probably never. Pretty sure I made a Facebook. I'm Facebook. surprised Matt can even pronounce algorithm. Well, surprise. Woo! Don't, don't sell that short. You're fucking prodigy again, dickhead. Prodigy. Yeah, last week. You said prodigy, or someone said, said prodigy. prodigy. Someone said prodigy. Oh, I said it. Tony did, I, not me. Yeah. I yeah. fucked up something else. I'm sure. <laughs> no, you did. We were joking about that too. I just forget what it was. Um. No, oh, bro. Yeah, you definitely said oh, prodigy. I want to know what you were gonna say about the committee before we move past this fucking nonsense. I don't remember what was the question. I don't think there was a question. You were just gonna <clears throat> bring whatever to the committee. Oh, Kevin thinking he deserves to play again. Like yeah, that's the, that's the point. Look at how bad Jack Tunney fucked up when he didn't allow for a rematch between the Ultimate Warrior and Hulk Hogan. How many fucking matches is this kid getting? Listen, before we introduced all these other people, it was us every week. What's yeah. yes? Well, it's time to fucking expand. It's not a fuck. It's not the fucking Babysitters Club. I think downtown Petey Brown needs a rematch. You're fucking out of your mind, Christian. Would fucking stop a mud hole in that kid and walk it dry. Matt does. I mean, like, like fucking Bo Holyfield, like, like shit, like, like, like fucking rematches. That that's what makes money, dude. Right? I can't think of any other rematches. Oh, other I think than you're Bo sleeping Holyfield. on other people. I already threw a name in the hat for you and your fucking committee, and I think you know sold me again, you son of a bitch. The committee takes all proposals under advisement. All right? Did you give my suggestion to the committee? Yes, and they're working on it. Yeah, they're working, working on it. it. Like the fucking guy's working on my dick. On your dick? I'm sorry, what? Yeah. <laughs> working on my dick. Uh, uh, uh. Alrighty. Yeah. Oof. We're, we're, we're in a it. Weird turn. All right. Well, we're can you beat that? Just, look, just mark your fucking calendars because August 1st, Christian Rocco's coming back to defend. And we're going to see if he can get over the two defense hump because that's where Kevin Rogue ran into that wall. He ran into Christian Rocco. Yeah. The Rocco Very. wall. Very talented guy. Very tough. Very funny. Great podcasts. He's part of the year of pod is very funny. If you're into uh, 
um, a podcast like us where we don't take things too seriously, I think you should check that out because it's a good listen and uh, they have a good thing going over there, him and the Duke. So shout out to Kevin Rogue. JJ. Where do you want to start, fellas? Oof. Where How about do Raw? You... Raw? No, I'm Raw. kidding. I didn't watch Raw. <laughs> you know what? That's a good, but that's a great point, Kevin. Will you be watching Raw now since they are going to a TV 14 rating? No. No. I heard that got delayed. I thought I had read somewhere that they actually pulled back on that for at least a little while. I, so here's the thing. I mean, I don't know anything about that, but like a TV 14 rating means nothing if you're just doing it for the sake of doing it. Like if you're just going to like curse like, all right, so here's the thing. Like, AEW, curse, they, they curse all the time on that show. Like, all the time. Yep. So, yep. like, all right, it's cool. And it, I think a lot of it has to do with the people that are saying the words and not just the words themselves. In WWE, when you have people that no one literally cares about at all because your storytelling has been so abysmal for the better part of a decade that it's not going to carry the same you know, gravitas as like an MJF cursing or a Jade Cargill cursing or, uh, you know, a CM Punk cursing. Like, hearing, like, first of all, Roman Reigns isn't going to do it. Like, Roman Reigns won't curse because he doesn't need to. Uh, Brock Lesnar might because he's, you know, like that, you know, that Adam Page cowboy shit, almost, basically. So he, it would be effective if he did it, but he also doesn't need to do it because he's Brock freaking Lesnar. So, like, if, what am I going to hear? Like, Matt Riddle? Like, Matt Riddle's not the character either. Now, like, are you just focusing? You're focusing on the language. I'm thinking that maybe they push the envelope a little bit with some of their stories. Okay. I don't have the confidence in them to make anything more clever at TV14 than at TVPG. Oh, look, I'm look, I'm with you. There's no, no shot I watch Raw anytime soon. Yeah. There's nothing. Or SmackDown for that matter. Nothing is like people are like super excited to go on TV 14. Uh, if uh, sidebar, if for some strange reason you lose me, it's because it is like a monsoon outside right now. So I had that earlier. I already yeah, had the I, I already had the power go out once while I was watching the rewind. So just know that I didn't end the broadcast uh, on purpose. Fair enough. I won't, end. I won't end. I'll just drop out, but we should be good. Um, yeah, I won't be watching Raw anytime soon. TV fourteen is great if they're going to, if if they're gonna get a little edgy. Look, I'm not looking for attitude era because we've talked about it at nauseum. A lot of that stuff does not hold up. It is not. But if this is gonna allow them to maybe push the envelope a little bit with certain stories that maybe need it, I don't think it'll be a bad thing. Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 with you, but I like I have no confidence in like anything they do in like the writing. But, like, I'm glad you brought up the Attitude Era and, like, people, like, in certain forms are like, oh, is the Attitude Era coming back? I'm like, no, the Attitude Era is not coming back because you don't have Stone Cold Steve Austin. You don't have The Rock. You don't have The Undertaker. You don't have Mick Foley. You don't have Triple H. You don't have DX. You don't have that. You don't have Vince McMahon. What's that? You don't have Vince McMahon. Well, yeah, well, whatever. Good riddance. Um. But so, like, the Attitude Era, this is not, like, everyone's like, oh, it's the second coming of the Attitude Era, TV 14. No, it's not. I mean, it could be. It can't be. 
No, they're a publicly traded company. There's no fucking shot. You don't think uh you don't think we get Trish Stratus barking like a dog in her brawn panties? You don't think we get brawn panties matches? If they do, they'll totally set themselves back a million years in the eyes of a lot of people that actually started giving them respect for the way they treated women in main events. They yeah, can't do that. Yeah, you would if you fucking put like like Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair in a, a brawn pant. Like, get yeah. out of here. Fuck not- yeah, dude. Fuck yeah, man. No, that would that would fuck them big time, bro. They've come a long, they've come a long yeah. way from those those brawn panty matches. Now say if you want to, and this is just playing devil's advocate, a sub weird division of women that were the diva search esque type people, and that's and that is their role. And that's TV 14, their role. I mean, whatever. Like, you can't, like. Kevin wants to see some titties on no, Monday Night Raw. I, I don't need WWE to do that. So, yeah, like, but if you're, but if you're, but if you're a horned up 14 year old boy and you find out two of your favorite female wrestlers are going to get it on in a mud pit match. Right. Yeah, but see, here's all the right. thing. Yeah, right? I'll carry but here, I'll play devil's advocate to that. If you're a horned up 14-year-old boy, you probably already subscribe to your favorite wrestlers only fans. Uh, if they're allowed to or not, maybe. What? A four, I'm sure there's a fucking ton of 14-year-old kids that have mommy and daddy's credit card or their own fucking debit card. God knows what the fuck goes on outside there in this yeah. world we live in. So there's no way that they're going to do... I, Tony, we will never see one of those matches, Mud Pit, you know... Uh, Slop, drop, whatever it was. JJ Rogue wants some mud pit matches. Well, JJ Rogue is a unique individual. JJ Rogue is the man. I'm getting tickets to that version of Monday Night Raw. Yo, I instead just, of uh, instead of that fucking underground Dabo Kane bullshit where guys were punching each other in the balls. See, that's what fuck, we that's what we get. Fuck yeah, dude. Underground no, no. fucking women's fucking bras and panties and pull the fucking creepy old man, dude. Yeah, I thought I thought you were God gonna say damn, that. Damn, come back! Like this I thought, good really, shit. We're gonna get real underground again. Titties. Yeah, women wrestling around in their panties. No, uh, no, their butt cheeks exposed. Yeah, uh, give me them butt cheeks. Easy, Vince. You're in enough hot water as it is. Yeah. Well, God damn it! It'll save me seven million dollars. No, it might cost you a lot more, big guy. Ah, Johnny will take care of it. Look at that, JJ Rogue. Tony and I versus the world. I would listen to a JJ Rogue and Tony podcast called that. Tony and I versus the world, hundred percent. Holy yeah. shit! When we blow up the old network, just put it on the new network. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you guys got to stop that shit. You got fucking Aunt Money doing that shit too over on the Wednesday night show. Why are people? <laughs> I'm glad somebody listens to this fucking podcast that's on our network. <laughs> You're trying to make a case for fucking Phil last week. What if what if they don't have any any bandwidth and they have to listen on the rant that's been under construction since 1865? <laughs> what is it, Cleveland? Wait, someone Jeez. said that? Tony was trying. He was like, what if they can't get on the YouTube? What if they have to listen on the oh, rant? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, what if I'm in my car? I got to listen what? to the rant. He was like, they're, you know, they're on the bus or something. We yeah, know who you're bus. talking about. Yeah. If you're on the bus, you can, listen, you can watch it on YouTube. We don't want uh, any more ladies in the prompt. I I don't. No, you can't, it's you over. Can't go back to that. It was cool. Right, what was, if 
as, what as a young man, it was awesome. Tony, just stop. What just if they? Stop. What if they put guys in there too? Like, what if you got like Finn Balor and Drew Gulak in fucking like like bikini briefs? They're in bikini briefs all the time. Finn Balor's no, like, like, everywhere. Like, no, like Finn Balor with his fucking butt cheeks hanging out. And... Tony, stop it. No, I'm, I'm not gonna stop. I think this idea's got some legs to it. No, it has no legs, bro. You've been watching that weird Japanese wrestling game where they're having sex in the ring. No, I haven't in a while. Well, it's cool, Tony. This think... might this might be the worst idea you've ever had. Oh, please! I don't know. This is oh, nothing. Yeah, right, yeah, that was that was. Bold. I don't know. That was bold. So this 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 does nothing for you guys. Raw TV fourteen. If not... if they could if they can sustain it and sustain like decent, it, it it doesn't matter like what the edge is. If it if it doesn't make sense, then there's no point. So if it makes sense and it's logical and then it's more entertaining because like what what's the edge? Like what's the what's the storytelling device of being TV 14 as opposed to being TV PG that would other than the language and other than you know what people wear that would make you like want to like is it like beat like the attitude era was nuts. Like you're beating up like old like do you want to see people like beating up women again? Yes. Yes, here, here, here's the idea. Here's oh, the, God, that's what I want Tony, to see you were way too quick to answer that. Brock Lesnar sex celebration after SummerSlam. He brings Sable back. She got that bikini out with the fucking handprints. Money, M-O-N-E-Y. You have dun, to think of you dun, have to dun, 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 <laughs> lick, lick, lick my balls. <laughs> you have to. I think you have. To, so, look, I'm not. Just bear with me here. You have to think of it like when the Attitude Era got started, right? Like we went from Monday Night Raw to Raw is War. Like there's there was small transitions, and, and there were things that happened. That got us to the Attitude Era. Now, again, I'm with you, Kevin. Uh, you got if you guys are gonna put them up, you gotta read them. Well, Kevin didn't let me read uh, the well, other one. I was, I, was waiting waiting for you, I was waiting for you to finish your point. But there, JJ you know, Rogue says my ideas are printing money. Love it. Jesus Christ. Carrie Cowling's afraid that the eggplant's gonna fall out if Balor's trunks get any smaller. <laughs> Wouldn't be a bad thing for oh, who? Man. For anybody. Wouldn't That's... you want to see that eggplant on TV? No, I see it enough. It's there. What if somebody grabbed onto it to keep them from falling out of the mud pit? If it saved their lives, yes. I'm okay with that. If it's used as a saving device. A <laughs> personal well, rotation attitude device, Attitude Era starts somewhere. Now, I'm not saying they're going to reinvent the Attitude Era, but if going TV 14 gives them enough wiggle room where they could write interesting stories, compelling stories, things that'll get people interested in the product again, then I think that's a good thing. I just don't... I don't think... If you're expecting to turn Monday Night Raw on in a half an hour and it could be a completely different fucking show, you clearly are fucking off your rock. Yeah. Yeah. Let me ask you, what do you think, what kind of stories do you think will open up to them in, in this TV 14 world? All right, so off the top of my head, maybe, I know there was like uh, talk that like Karrion Cross right, wanted to bring back like the corporate ministry, right, and like around in an interview that he did. So now maybe if you give a character like Finn Balor, and that group more leeway to do more like weird evil shit. type stuff, 
that they wouldn't necessarily do because kids are watching, then yeah, that makes sense. Like if you want to do something like that, like that is okay. Like if you want to have Matt Riddle show up and actually have a blunt in his mouth. Oh God. Could you imagine? Like to like, just like reinforce his bro. Does he still ship butterflies every week when he comes to the ring? Pretty sure. God. Dude, he's got. He's listen. I, I I have no doubt that Matt Riddle is going to be a champ, some like the world champ soon, sooner than later. He might be the guy that beats Roman. But no, nah, I think I think that's got Cody written all over it. Oh yeah, duh, Cody. Yeah, duh. Yeah. That's but you point. have to start somewhere, right? Yeah. For sure. Roman wasn't built in the day. It's just to Kevin's point. You know, you've seen the they write fucking dog shit, and from all the stuff you hear. They write shit and then they show up on Monday and Vince is like, ha! Jerk me off. Let's rewrite this. That's a great point, Matt. They can't commit to anything. So now when they have all this this whole new level of, you know, material that they can have at their fingertips, like how is that going to help them commit to any sort of story when every week it's changed a million times before you can even, you know, watch the show at eight? That's a man. That, that that's a salient, I just, salient I point. I don't know. I don't. I haven't watched the WWE in forever. Yeah. So I don't know. Like, yeah, do do you have the time? This is such a WWE thing. Do they have a? Does Vince McMahon decide they're gonna write a story about about a character who's accused of sexually? You like, know what? That's another thing that while you were asking that, I was like, well, this is such terrible timing. <laughs> like, like, you see, like, he's such like king shit, right? He's like, ah, let's do an angle where uh, you accuse Baron Corbin of sleeping with Pat McAfee's wife when he was staying at her house when they were football players together. And he said he'd, he'd move her up the ranks if he couldn't. Ah, that'd be great. Yeah, that's not, yeah, uh, yeah, I could totally see that happening. That'd be I a totally terrible, see that happening because listen, delusional is delusional. No matter what, like no matter what, you know, rating you are, whether you're G to R, you're you're delusional. If you're delusional, you don't have a concept of good storytelling, right? Like I don't think it matters where you where you fall in the TV rating. If you have no, if you have shown no, you know, productivity in writing an actual story for TV. And it, it says so in, in the ratings. I think they may have been up a little bit lately, but it, then it doesn't matter. You could be fucking like Tony Mud Pit City, and it won't even matter. I'm sure they're gonna get their. Uh, I'm sure they're gonna. People are gonna tune in tonight. People are gonna flip over from the home run derby. They're gonna want to see what this TV 14 is about. And uh, is it starting tonight? That's that's the latest I have. Is it will be starting this evening? Ooh. So if anyone's watching Raw in the chat, wants to give us like a heads up on what's actually going on, that would be great when it uh, when the clock strikes eight and twenty two minutes. I'm good. I just want to. I just. I'd be curious to see if there's anything like you don't have to give us like who someone's doing this, but like no, still, still the same, still the same, still the same. Or oh man, oh man, oh man. You know. What so I mean? it's two options: still the same or oh man, oh man. Yeah, that's it. That's all you got to say. And then we'll be able to determine. That's all you got to say. We'll know what it means. Like, oh, man, means they're this is unusual and still the same means completely still the same. All right. Uh, doctor, that's where uh, what do you want to speak about 
in this the realm of the wrestling world today? What uh, what's on your mind? Shit, there was a there was a little news bite that I want to ask you. Oh, how about this? Mick Foley, it turns out, signed a Legends deal with WWE. Saw that. Um, do you think this is an issue with all the stuff that's going on with McMahon? Like, I mean, Foley has been pretty outspoken in the past against great, you know, some of the great stuff. Angle, Tony. That's a great you know? question. So, and now with all the all the fucking uh, spoons that Mr. McMahon has in the porridge, I don't know. It's kind of weird that Mick Foley would want to, you know, jump in and, and be part of the company. What do you think? That's a fucking great call, Tony. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, never thought about it, but I will. Venture... He does every time we've had him on. It's for the it's for the rain. Yeah, he made a complete. I made a complete ass out of myself doing stand up comedy with him, and he <laughs> and he uh, and he made a point to let it be known. Yeah, but can I can I venture something here, Tony? Can I volley? Yeah. Yes, sir. You may volley to me. All right, Mick Foley's no dummy, right? Like he's what, like Matt, listen to his podcast. He's he doesn't seem like he's remembered, like he's forgotten, like anything, like anything. He's not an idiot. He wouldn't go into this if he thought that it would be bad on him. Like it would look, it would look poorly on him. I don't think. So, and I don't think Mick Foley is hard up for money. I don't think Mick Foley is a guy that would be blown away by money if he thought it was morally wrong. That's just the kind of guy Mick Foley is. So I think he is hedging on himself or betting on himself and betting on, um, on, see, I don't want to say this. I don't want to say this the wrong way. Like, I think he knows what he's doing is basically what I'm saying. So if he doesn't think it's a big deal, I feel like we have to trust him in saying that it's not a major big deal. Like, I think he has that track record that we owe it to him that he's not getting into bed with. Vince McMahon might be the bad guy, but the company as a whole, Stephanie McMahon probably is the one that he dealt with. So maybe that's it. Yeah, but at the end of the day, everything that's going to come out from this point forward with Vince McMahon's name in it is going to be attached to the WWE. Yeah, and, and, and listen, I, I don't think this is going to happen but maybe Vince McMahon is like I mean it's still an investigation right like so it, there's no like again, he didn't break any laws there's no, yeah, I don't condone it he just yeah. didn't break any laws yeah, well not so, yet anyway yeah not I mean the, the investigation is, like is ongoing and I'm not talking about from these like outside like ambulance chaser law firms I'm talking about like legit like the board and the legit like people that are investigating him. That's the only one that matters to me. You could be, there could be like 10 law firms investigating Vince McMahon, but the only one that like, the only one that really matters is the board's investigation. Because Tony, you know, like working in law that as soon as you get into a car accident, how many freaking envelopes come in from every single law firm in the world asking to represent you in your car thing or, or looking to go after you for something. So, yeah. like I said, it could be like 10 law firms that are investigating Vince McMahon. It doesn't JG. necessarily mean that there's any more wrongdoing than the initial investigation. J.G. Wentworth. Uh, when, I, cash now. when I had my car accident a few years ago, yeah, Kevin's yeah. absolutely right. I got like You? Four... A car accident? No, never. No, I got, I got T-boned. <laughs> no, you I know. Me? You also drive like a fucking maniac. Though. Ah, a little bit. That's was more it to keep Impala? me. Was it the Impala? 
Yes. Oh God, that death trap. Uh, you know what? You know what the you know what the messed up thing was? Like I opened the door to get out, and then I couldn't close the door again, <laughs> so I had to drive to the body shop with my arm holding the door. And then when I got to a red light, I slammed it really hard, and then I couldn't open it again. Kev, this was 11 o'clock at night. I was on my way home from work, and some guy who was trying to go to Jersey City, trying to park at the Path Station, just blew a stop sign. You know that area in Harrison? When you're trying to park over there, it's dark as shit. Yeah, I hate that. Was this before? Was this pre or post Red Bull Arena? Oh, this is post. This was was like a year or two before I got rid of the Impala. So this is like four years ago, five years ago. Yeah, parking's never great over there. No, but if you go, especially if you're not familiar and you're going down all the side streets there, like it goes, it goes uh, industrial to like residential, like yeah. real quick, like back and forth. Like it's really wild down there. So if you're not paying attention, you're looking for the parking lot, you know, you could easily roll through a stop sign, which is what the guy did. Well, at least, at least you didn't do it. No, for God, no. Yep. Haven't had shit in a long time. So. Thankfully for me. Thankfully for you. Let's yes. um so we also uh, we talked a, a bunch of wrestling this week, right? Well, we watched a bunch of wrestling and that's Oh uh, yes, I'm sorry. We watched a bunch of wrestling this week. Let's go a little three count with MLW gentlemen. Oh god, I the only thing I remember shit. and I know there was other shit was the Hammerstone. We finally got Holiday versus Hammerstone uh for the MLW championship. Yo, that was so stupid. You thought so? Like, like I don't. I like I, this is the first time I've watched MLW in probably months. But like, there's like a mask. Like the guy can send down a referee in like a mask. That's and, El like, Jefe. He's the fucking yeah. Boss, that's it, that's uh, Quito, like, Quato, whatever you, the fuck his you name. You have is. this built-in amazing heat story between uh, Hammerstone and Holiday, and you got to send a Muppet. Down to the ring to like to referee a match. Now, granted, it, it was kind of cool once the ref, like the original ref, pulled him out. And well, they got, I mean, and they got into it. Now, I know, there, I know, he's been involved in the story too. I know Quato has as well. Yeah, because Holiday went to him saying, "You know, yeah. you owe me this title shot, blah blah blah." So, you know, it, it it was like the build has been that maybe Holiday was going to be El Jefe's like chosen one. You know, was the but ref in again, the mask Kevin Keenan? A hundred percent. I thought so too, right? Like I literally thought hundred percent same body type, the whole nine. Yeah, it was him, hundred percent. You think it was Keenan? I don't think Keenan's worked for MLW in a long time. I don't care. It was him. I think he was on the show. No, Keenan's been working a lot with uh, NWA. Yeah, he's NWA for sure because he was. uh... And I tell you what, everybody bitching and moaning about the refs in AEW. Watch Kevin Keenan. He knows exactly where to be and exactly where not to be. I would hope so. The the places he's worked. Like you don't you don't realize it. Like he like he his job right now, the job he's doing in NWA, all the guys in the NWA, all the referees, impeccable work. If a guy's shoulders is up, they won't count it. Yeah, and it's like good on him. Well, he, well, here's why, and we'll get back to MLW in a quick second. But because NWA is the traditional wrestling company, so yeah, we'll like get, we'll get into that too when we talk NWA. I got some I got some problems with fucking Tony's fucking ass buddy. Over there, Billy. My ass buddy? Fucking bullshit. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. So, like, NWA, you expect it. Like, a referee is supposed to play exactly by the rules in NWA because that's what NWA's foundation is. The history of wrestling, the history of sportsmanship and all that. I mean, not quite like Ring of Honor with the Code of Honor, but, like, 
like that's that's the foundation. It's like wrestling the right way is what I believe Billy Corgan coins it. Um, so yeah, I, but yeah, but the, going back to MLW, uh, Tony, I thought the match was was great. I thought the build they did a great job throughout the show, reminding us of all the the things that they've been through, and then uh, Holiday coming out in the blood soaked jacket that he beat the shit out of. I don't know if that's the thing that he's done regularly or not. Well, but- you can, and the other thing I liked is you can even see it in his eyes. Like that interview he cut before the match. Yeah. He's, he was fucking like, he was trying to come across like he was possessed and obsessed and it yeah. fucking worked really yeah, well. Like I never, I don't, I never gave a shit about you. I never like gave a fuck about you or anything like that. And the you fact always- that I've, was all, the dynasty was always about me. Yeah, and the fact that after yeah. all this time, like Alicia is siding with him, like that makes it like so much sweeter, you know. Yeah, no, I I enjoyed, and and I'm in the same boat as Kevin. I watched MLW in months. There was no AirPods. There was no coffee. Like this version of Richard Holiday is awesome. I I'm with Kevin. I love the fucking jacket. I love their fucking kissy faces backstage. He's fucking making out with her in the ring. Like, this was great. I did write, though, Uh-oh. going back to the ref bump. Ref bump, El Jefe, mask ref. What the fuck? Yeah. Dumb. Dummy, dumb, yeah, dumb, but, dumb. It, but it actually gave the uh, the referee, and I always forget his name, gave him the chance to be like, no, this is my match. Uh, shit. Yeah, yeah, but the story shouldn't be about the referees. Ga- uh, 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 Gastineau. Yes. Frank Gastineau, right? Oh, Mark Gastineau, the Jet. But that's how I remember it because he was <laughs> Mark Gastineau, or has had shared the same last name. Excuse me. Yeah, but I just didn't think that it was. I mean, it was a cute little thing that the ref like. It was good because like the bat, like Hammerstone was against it, right? Like he was against it. Like, he was against Holiday. He was against Alicia. He was against whatever El Jefe, and he was against that other referee. So to, to see someone have his back, even if it is the referee. Like not necessarily have his back, but to like at least square it up a little bit where he's doing. Yeah, his like job this is right. going to be fair and square, exactly. Yeah. So I mean, I I I can let that part of it, I guess, go. But I don't think you needed it because the 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 animosity and the history between the two of them alone was enough to sell me on the match and enough to sell me on any sort of finish you wanted to do. Yeah, but you got to remember too, like they they did they did shit like that in the attitude era where like Shane McMahon be counting a pin and you know, they're going to fuck Austin and then Vince pulls out Shane. Yeah. But that's, like, that's, that's like, but Vince, they're like, you're not wrong, Tony. Like, but like, that was like, what was it like on a raw maybe? Or like, uh, like oh, I'm is, sure they did it on multiple pay-per-views. Just probably with different right parties. too with that. But like, to me, this was like, would they do it with their most like epic? Like, this is probably like, the like, Hammerstone fought too was probably the biggest feud before this one, right, Tony? Yeah, yeah. So, like, this to me is like, like let their heat and their hatred like speak for itself, I guess. Well, but then again, maybe maybe this gives us an out for a rematch. Maybe you know they've built up Holiday so well that they kind of want to mm-hmm. keep him up at the top of the Fair. card, you know? Because then where does Holiday go from here now that he lost? You know. Maybe another contender comes in for him because this to me, like because Hammerstone ended up winning clean, that does seem to me to be the end of the story. And EJ and Duga keeps talking shit, but then walking it back. He's like, yo, how come it's not my shot? And then he goes, nah, I'm just playing. Hammerstone's going to kick his ass. Like, it's like, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe Duga wants that spot. I, to, 
to me, this was the blow off. I'm sorry, Matt. No, it's good because I have a couple questions because they mentioned this was the end of the season. Yeah, that's yeah, what so I heard. So what does that mean? Like next week's a fucking best of? Probably, or maybe they'll go like into the vault like they did between the tapings they, last they, time. But Battle Riot is recorded, right? They haven't played who won the Battle Riot yet, right? No, they haven't played the match. Yeah, so why are we, what's, uh, is it the season like Kings of Coliseum? Is that the season? I don't understand. Maybe they're giving time in between in order to, to get all that stuff together to start, you know, parsing it out, editing, you know, putting the interviews in between, all that stuff. Because uh, they had taped, they had taped this entire card for Kings of Coliseum when back in May, I think. Yes. Yeah, back May thirteenth. And so, what was this? This was July sixth, right? Oh God. No, July twelfth was. No, yeah, last week, oh, July twelfth, like thirteenth, some shit like that. Yeah. It just seems like if that's like if a season is like the Kings of because like we have Battle Riot and they've already announced all these other things they're gonna do, right? Yeah. I don't so, know. It doesn't make I mean, any fucking sense to me. Yeah, but that's like, how MLW does it. Like, like th- that's why you get the fucking six-hour taping at Hammerstein or 2300 or wherever else in Texas and all these other places. Right, but we get the same thing with Impact, but that it, it's consecutive, right? Like, they'll keep going. Like, the season's over. If I go to watch fucking MLW next week and it's like a best of show, I'm going to be fucking annoyed. Because No, actually, it's... It's probably going to be, and I forget what they call them, but like they did it last season too. Like you got a lot of shit with like Steve Carino and like the the Extreme Horsemen. Oh, well, they like go like back whatever. into the vault. I don't give a shit about that. And then you I'm get like, like profiles on uh, who was the first champ? Um, uh, uh, Kojima. Yes, like you get a profile on Kojima. I think they did a, a profile on Homicide one week. Like you know, they, you, you they, get they shit recap, like that. They recap the the Enzo Fatu feud, right? I didn't know that was a thing, so I'm interested in that. They show me this creepy fucking Mads Kruger video at the end where he doesn't have the mask on now. Like, and now I got to, and then the, you said it, EJ and Duca's running around saying he, he deserves a shot. What did you think of the women's match, by the way? I liked the women's match. I felt like it was too short. It really was. They really, they really just, was there another match on the show? Yeah, no. man. ACH oh, yeah. versus Matt Cross. Yeah, that was a good match. I liked that one. Yeah, I liked it too. My only complaint, and it has nothing to do with the match, bro. Did you see the mats outside the ring? There, what? Uh, f- first of all, Matt, if you saw mats behind the outside the ring, I missed them because I didn't bro, see. They them. were the size of this fucking this notebook. This way, they oh, were dude, like I, they were literally this big going all around the ring. So I thought that, like, I literally I thought, like, I'm like, are, are these mats or is this floor just like really shitty? Like, cause it looked like I didn't. I thought I saw what I thought were mats, but then it was just like a dirty floor under under underneath it. Yeah, I was like, if this, what's the point? Don't put the fucking mats out then. Yeah, it's it's uh it's the new gimmick, Matt's Kruger. He's gonna come out and fucking build the set at ringside. Wait, was it Matt's Kruger? Was it? I thought it was. Who's the other guy? Who's Warner? No, Mance. no, Mance Warner's coming back. Old man's coming back. We got a little oh, okay. So we got Kruger and Warner. But here's the funny thing: like Mance Warner, just a couple years ago, was one of the guys that wanted out of his contract, and uh, they wouldn't let him. Right? Wasn't that part of like the deal, like one of the gimmicks? Well, I mean, maybe I'm pretty sure they didn't want to. They didn't want to let him out, and they didn't want to let Pillman out either. Maybe they found out that the 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 grass isn't always greener on the other side, and decided, hey, let's just come back where the old bread ski is buttered ski. That's true. I mean, I always liked Mance's work in uh in MLW. Yeah, I think they were afraid Mance was gonna get something from AEW. 
Yeah, that, 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 that was around that time yeah. because it, it was it was Mance, it was uh, MJF, and it was um, shit. Why can't I think of his name? Yes, Pillman. Yeah, but this was also like right. Where are we in like the COVID time? Was this right around then where MLW wasn't even really doing anything? No, this was this was before COVID. Okay, this was before. Yeah, this is before the the COVID bug and and all that nonsense. Look at Carrie Cowling. He says, Mance got blood and beer on me at GCW on Friday. Well, Holy we never said crap. he was neat. Holy shit. Go get a... Yes. A Kevin's test. right. Get everything tested. By the way, shout out. We got... Uh, yeah, I saw that. Rally Sport Rally Will over here from the UK saying what's up. What's up, Will? Like, Thanks for tuning in. It's kind of four in the morning over there, right? It's like early or late. Good for you. One or the other. Good on him. Um, but yeah, ACH Matt Cross was great. I would love to see. Give me Matt Cross, Myron Reed, right? Myron Reed's your middleweight champion, right? The young goat, part of the Boomaye Fight Club now. That's right, Boomaye, Boomaye. So Tony, I, I watched the show, and they were there, there was no top ten, correct? No, right. no top. 10. I was. We were all chomping at the bit, Kev. Last week's top ten was an anomaly. They hadn't had a top ten in a long time. Why don't they keep doing it? Because they're weird. I don't know. Tony, it's only twelve fifty a.m. So you're that's still pretty up. early. That's past my bedtime. Yeah, they're like six hours ahead. That'd be five like guys. That. Yeah, five, Kevin. Math. Oh, whatever. Depends on where you are in the UK. UK is a big place. You heard? I don't know. How, I don't know how the time zones work over there. I don't know if it's just one fucking time zone. Well, when I worked at Gray's, like we would ha- like the main company was in the it was in the UK, and we would have to like get in touch with them by like like noon. You know what Otherwise, sucks? Be gone. They're still there. They like Grays is still in the Grays is still UK, but they sold the US. They sold the US company. So, but they don't produce any of that stuff anymore in the US, right? No, it went to See, shits. I like them fucking them chili cashews that you, that they used to have. Oh, oh there was so no good. bigger thrill in my life than bringing those snacks to people. Like yeah, it was no, they were they were delicious. Thank you. It was awesome. Like I really, I, mean, I, I never got any, but whatever. yeah, I didn't either. I brought them to the podcast. I'm sure a bunch of times. Fucking Gabe Sapolsky got a bunch. Of no, we don't look like fucking Gabe Sapolsky or Zack Saber Jr. So we didn't get shit. Now well, Zack Mega- Saber Jr. just did the photo op. Now, uh, Mega Powers would bring me some goodies from Gray's, which I'm forever grateful for. That's all I got to say about that. I have no comment. <laughs> yeah. no I mean, I'm, cool man. I thought um, well, that was I MLW. I, but to, to put a bow on MLW, I did enjoy how they made there, there's the promo video of like uh, Hammerstone and how he is like the face of MLW. I think to watch that transition from from pre pandemic, um, where we just got introduced to Hammerstone to see where he is now is it, pretty cool. Oh my god, he was like he was just like the muscle of the uh, of the dynasty, like. It was always MJF and and uh, Richard Holiday controlling things with the money and and the spending and all that shit, and then Hammer was just, yo, I'm working on my tan. Yo, what do you got? An 80, Hogan eighty six or Hogan ninety one or whatever it was. Yeah, I love old school Dynasty. Going going to Mexico for dude and fucking Holiday brought it up. Going to Mexico for your supplements. That was yeah, like, part of the Dynasty thing. Dude, that, see, all right, so we're talking about WWE going like fourteen. Like that is that MLW was like fourteen, like kind of like saying like, what did you call them like a a juiced up like you you're juiced up 
like using like the implication that the dude's on steroids. Yeah, is like is wild to me. I did not expect to hear that. Even though but that may have been to, like a highlight package from something earlier. They but. used to sit at poolside getting their tans. They'd be like, yo, we got to go across the border. I got to get my supplements. <laughs> That's funny stuff. Such good. It was such good shit, man. The fucking dynasty was so good. Yeah, so what was um, it? The, the women's match was what? Like Becky Blake versus... Um... Brittany Blake and Zoe Sky. Yeah, Zoe Sky. Zoe Sky's been around for a while. Yeah, I really oh, thought oh. she was going to win. Brittany Blake pulled out the win there. I'd like the uh, I made a note. I like the new ring mat that they have there with the logo on it. Yeah, I agree. It's... Does it have Stephen P. New on it too, or no? It had some crazy logo on it. Yes, I think so. Yeah, the mat. One of the mats. I didn't. I didn't take notice. I thought that. Mat, I thought that was like the mat they. Well, I haven't watched again. I've watched, watched in in months. So yes, I missed all the Microman shit too. Thank God. Although oh, thank God. The dumb fucking hot topic commercial. Like, good for you for being in hot topic, but. Who fucking really microman? We're gonna market fucking microman. Come on, dude. Listen, as topic. much as I hate him, yeah, he's he's he was over, dude. People went nuts for that shit. That's just a small portion of the fan base. <laughs> well, MLW is a small portion of the fan base. Ah, <laughs> let's uh, Kevin, you want to aggravate Tony? Sure, talk a AEW. Tony, you know who's coming back next week? Who? <laughs> the Painmaker. I was going to say Cares. <laughs> the Painmaker's back, Tony. Good for him. Do you know what that is? Do you even know what that is? <laughs> yeah, it's Fat Jericho. Hey, come on now. Come on, dude. He was gross as the Painmaker. Painmaker. He was, dude. Look, I like Chris Jericho as much as anybody, but my God, he was large. He's a pain maker, heartbreaker, shoemaker. Won't you make my shoes for free? Uh, Fighter Fest week one. Um, I thought it was a stellar show, and I don't worry. You don't have to dive into every. Uh, no, 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 no. Everything that took place. I think the. Uh, I think the really. Um, Really exciting stuff was uh Moxley beating uh 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 Takesta Takeshita take a shitter. Yeah, I don't Stop know. Stop stealing to, my jokes Wednesday. Name. Um and then the fucking tag match. Well yeah, I mean the, the, so Matt, what are your thoughts on the the tag belts changing hands again? I'm not a I'm not Wait, wait, time out. Who was in the triple threat match with Luchasaurus and uh, the Young Bucks? What about no? What when when the Young Bucks won the titles? Wasn't that a triple threat match or no? Uh, probably was it. Um, was it FTR? No, no. Was it Hobbs uh, and Starks? No. Well, this match on AEW was Hobbs and Starks. No, but talking about. I'm talking about I, when Young Bucks won the title. I know what you're talking about. It was um, don't tell me, Matt. I'm, th- <laughs> I'm, trying, um, I'm trying to figure it out myself right now. Young Bucks, Jungle, Jurassic Express, and was it uh? No, that's it. It was just the Young Bucks and Jurassic Express. Supposed to be the Hardy Boys, but Jeff got fucking nabbed. Ah. ah. So I wonder. I wonder I if. Wonder, 
if it was always the plan for Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus to lose to the to the Hardys, maybe that's why they lost to the Young Bucks to keep it moving, to get to kind of like, you know, the people who were supposed to get the belts didn't, but to keep the story moving with Christian. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe yeah. the young bucks were in like an unintended consequence of the situation. Maybe. Right. Like we were going to give the Hardy boys that moment in that match. Yeah. And then maybe like, it wasn't going to be that, uh, that, um, whatchamacallit that, uh, that Keith Lee and what's his name? Swerve. were not going to win the belts for a while because they were going to be on the Hardys for a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then maybe they would continue to tease the dissension between Swerve and Keith. Maybe they were never planning on giving them the belts and they just, called an audible and said hey let's not have them feud and let's just keep them together and and win the belts i'm surprised they didn't go with hobbs and starks to be honest with you i've been hearing a lot of good things about willie hobbs that he's been coming along like like huge it is weird that they went with the bucks and not another heel team because like if the plan was like i know the plan wasn't to have him on the bucks initially so like or I, we're, again, we're speculating on that we don't have no idea but so, like, if the plan was to put them on the Bucks, Man. why wouldn't they? And they wanted to get them off the Bucks in a triple threat match. Why wouldn't they move them to another heel tag team? Unless we're going with the plan that it was for the Hardys to win. So you wanted another babyface team to have them. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, so I, I, I never thought that Swerve and, uh, I mean, I, I didn't think we'd see a title change to begin with, but I got no issue with it either. Like if your titles are, if you're, I don't mind changing belts all the time. If it means that they're competitive matches and the belts actually mean something. Well, the Bucks had the title for four weeks uh, with zero successful title defenses. But uh, this match was fucking nuts, man. It was so fucking good. It was was bonkers. I know Tony's not the biggest AEW guy, but, uh, you know, it's possible. Different strokes for different folks, bro. No, I get it, but like, I I understand if you don't like WWE, but if you don't like WWE, then like, what yeah, but his that? alternative is NWA and MLW. It's like a forty-five minute show. Like, I, I think I, that I and I think that's part of it. I can't speak for Tony. Tony, you have a voice, so please, anytime you want to cut me off. No, 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 you're you're fine. I'll cut you off if you're wrong. I think that's part of it. I think. It's easier to find forty-five minutes to to watch a show than three hours to stay with your finger on the pulse of AEW every week. I just I just think if Tony like Tony, can I ask you what? Uh, by the way, I just want to let you know I just pulled up because I have the DVR going. Uh, Monday Night Raw's first hour is listed as TV PG, so there you go. Okay. Just as a breaking. No, I'm sorry, that's, good. that's good. So you should have said still the same, right? Still the same. All right, so Tony, back to my, my original question. Like, what is it about? Like, I'm not saying it's perfect. I'm not saying it's even, like, super awesome. But, like, what is what about it, like, disgusts you that you won't even give it the time of day? I mean, it's probably the same thing that, that I don't watch Raw for. Like, there's just a lot of it that I don't care for. There's, like... A lot of it was just nonsensical to me. A lot of it, I don't know. So, like, a good match isn't enough to bring you in 
as opposed to like you need stuff to actually like legit make sense 99.9 percent of the time no, but you and, see and i'm what... not trying i'm not that wasn't i didn't mean that sound that like condescending no 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 and, and not taking it all but like like there's stuff that i'll watch from wwe like if i hear it's a good match and i've watched stuff from aew that i think is a good match that i've heard scuttlebutt about but i don't know man like like six on six in a fucking cage with the same guys again with jericho like i just don't i don't give a shit you know Stuff with the young bucks, I, I don't care. Moxley, like, it's just not my thing. It's just not. There's a lot in WWE that's not my thing, you know? Right. So, look, I like watching MLW, and I'll tell you guys, when it's dog shit, I tell you guys it's dog shit. You sure do. But I think I think I like the MLW because, like Matt said, it's 45 minutes to an hour. I could watch it. I can come back to it. I could stop it in between matches. Same thing with, the, uh, with uh, NWA. You know, like I don't have to watch it on Tuesday at 6.05. I've got it on Fight TV. I can pull it up. I can pull it up on YouTube. And there's not much more to NWA because even their Saturday show is only about a half an hour, 25, 30 minutes, you know? I forgot about that. That's the USA, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I, that's I didn't watch that. Damn. And and like look, there's even there's even shit in NWA that's goofy. Like I know Matt loves Gags the Gimp. I just I, I it's fucking stupid for the NWA to have a character like that in my opinion. I mean I don't really care for it, but it's just kind of there. But there's a lot of other stuff, dude. Like even even the guys that are on every week that are job guys, like I find myself liking them a lot cuz they're talented dudes, you know? And the stories are easy to digest. It's like simple. It's like good evil. I can't fucking stand Velvet Sky. I'll fucking shit on her like I shit on her all over this past week because I thought she was fucking insufferable. But there's a lot of good shit going on there, man. Like I, I could wrap my head around the the, the stuff with uh, with Trevor Murdoch and the Pope and, you know, like and Tom Latimer wanting a shot and fucking Tim Storm. Holy shit. Old man Tim Storm gets a fucking shot at, you know, and maybe getting the title once again. Like to me. That's got me wrapped up. That that's like my interest. That kind of, you know, like works for me. Hey. JJ Rogue says, uh, "Good match is subjective. It is personal taste." Of course, yeah. of course it is. So, uh, um, I thought the tag match was was great. Triple threat, definitely. Tony, if if you like, uh, it's very PWG style. I don't know if you're a PWG fan. A lot of lot of falsies. A lot of action. I don't know if that's your cup of tea. And I've really enjoyed um I like Gresham and and Moriarty from uh Friday night. Yeah, and I didn't even realize that I I, I didn't watch Rampage last week and I, I guess I've been under a rock. I didn't realize that Gresham is was in uh Tully uh Blanchard Enterprises. Yes, he turned on Moriarty two weeks ago. Oh, was it two weeks ago? Well, yeah, two weeks ago. Well, I, on the clip was I don't. They didn't give like a date for when it was. Okay. I didn't realize that that Gresham is uh, a part of that because the rampage is tough to catch. Um, but uh, but yeah, I didn't even know that. So I, like when I saw them all come out together, like Khan and Brian Cage, and I can't remember the other guy's name, and uh, yeah, Jonathan Tom. Gresham. I was like, whoa! So now Jonathan Gresham's a heel. He's a bad guy, and that inserts right in. Uh, Claudio Castagnoli as yeah, his challenger. Man. We I got picks this summer. weekend. Yeah, baby. I was going to ask you how how is it that they're having a Ring of Honor pay per view where they really haven't done shit with Ring of Honor since the last no, pay per view? No, they have. No, it's been like Gresham's on fucking on whatever Dynamite well, or without like without their own 
separate TV show, like what can you really do? You have to put well, them on. Why the, have a pay per view? You know, because it's baby steps. I guess is the best answer I can give you. And the other thing that kills me is like your fucking top team in Ring of Honor can't sniff fucking national television in AEW. That that's a fucking. What do you mean? So, the, you'll never see the Briscoes on fucking on TNT or TBS. Uh, There's that's, an edict. That's probably more backstage stuff than. Like, no, that that's reason. fucking that's the network stuff. That's the network yeah, doesn't so, want them on. So they're going to be on their pay per view. Yeah, but and they did know, like man. some. I think they did some uh, video content of them having like a face to face on social media. Yeah, but it's like... been months since the last pay per view. It's like, and a lot of these guys haven't seen TV. And you know, I mean, like, what what's going on with Mercedes Martinez? Is Serena Deeb going there to challenge her? They're probably going to fight at Death Before Dishonor. So to be fair, Tony. Mercedes Martinez has been heavily featured on Dark and Dark Elevation weekly defending her championship. Which really doesn't mean much. And she did a run-in on uh, Rampage, I believe, too. Okay, After Rampage. Serena D beat, um, or was it Dynamite? It was Dynamite. It was Dynamite. Where Serena D beat... Uh, Anna J. Anna J. And then Mercedes Martinez came out and made the save. So I, I guarantee you we're getting that match if it hasn't already been announced at the pay-per-view. It's announced. Mercedes Martinez, okay. Serena D. They're they're using you have look, it goes back to TV 14, right? You have to start somewhere. The name is there. You know, look, could it be better? A hundred percent. But people want this, you know, like if you're gonna sell a pay-per-view and you're gonna get people in the building in Massachusetts, like FTR Briscoe's two out of three falls, that's a great fucking start. Joe Lethal, which they've been building through Dynamite and Rampage. Great start. The returning Claudio yeah. Castagnoli is going after Jonathan Gresham, like for a belt that he's never held. That's a great. That's look. That's if it doesn't get people to the to the building, at least you're going to get people interested in the product and they'll they'll yeah. order the pay per view. Yeah, I'm with Matt. It it doesn't quite seem like Ring of Honor, but it also doesn't quite seem that different. I would love to be in a position where I have to find time to watch Ring of Honor every week. Like I can't wait for them to figure out what they're doing but this keeps the name alive i agree but here's one thing and again like we said you have to start somewhere right so eventually i would love to see something that wwe has like failed to do ever and actually keep the two brands exclusive whereas we're not seeing wheeler utah and daniel garcia on dynamite and then seeing him on a ring of honor show and again you have to start somewhere like i want i want ring of honor guys and girls to be Ring of Honor guys and girls. And I want AEW guys and girls to be AEW guys and girls. Eventually. You can't get there right away. And I, I totally understand that. Because there's no Ring of Honor television spot. Like if they... I wish they would... They have the the, the TNT time slot at the Rampage time slot. If, But again, that's a whole lot of network stuff that you'd probably have to chill to say, hey, we want to change this from AEW, a proven two-year commodity, to a Ring of Honor that's easier said than done i imagine so if they can get like a saturday like a 605 ring of honor or like a, a saturday like nine o'clock ring of honor time slot then you can at some point formulate that roster and keep them separate and then devote either elevation or dark to the ring of honor product so you have you know rampage dynamite dark aw and then you have, you know, whatever Saturday afternoon and then elevation to ROH. 
Like that's like that's to me that's the ideal situation. Again, a whole lot easier said than done. Of course, yeah. The logistics are probably a nightmare, but yeah, you got to. We've talked about this at nauseum. Like, it's live TV. Some of these talents are not at the level that we're used to, and that's no disrespect, but they're not working five house shows and then going to TV. So they're not in a position to take like you can't take Daniel Garcia off TV. You can't take Wheeler Utah off TV. Off TV right. like. They need to get the reps in where they can. I'm 100% with you, though, Kevin. When this split comes, they need to keep it almost like territorial. Like, if FTR is the Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions, they stay there until they lose, and then they don't show up in AEW for a couple months. Right. And so, So I guess I'm kind of conflicted now on this because, like, I guess, like, it would be really, really naive of me to think that, like, in, in the entire like future of both companies, like we're not going to see somebody jump from one to the other, but now make that feel like a real jump and let them like stay there. Like let them be branded as a ring of honor guy. Like make it feel like I left WCW to go to WWF or like I left you know, vice versa ECW to go to WCW, like make it feel that way. So even though, you know, 2022, we're not, you know, we're not boneheads anymore. Like we, believe we don't believe that like the nwo is working for wwf like we may have believed in 1996 like so i I almost kind of like i'm cutting off my nose to spite my face in this one like i want them to be separate but you're also way too naive to like not think that keeping ftr or keeping cm punk or brian danielson in roh only is a good business model no, you'll see. I think you'll see your, 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 you know, second tier talent going there to work on things, and you you'll get eventually. You'll get people I, going I, there. I think we'll find a happy medium at some point. I believe. Yeah. So the pay per view uh, Saturday night, we have five matches announced: Gresham, Claudio, Briscoe's FTR, Deeb, and Martinez, uh, Joe Lethal, and Utah and Garcia. Yeah, so, uh, and I'm sure they'll throw a couple more in there right now. I think we'll get. I think we'll get some like. I think we'll get some like Ring of Honor guys like ROH originals now, uh, in there. Like they seem to like Dalton Castle. I wouldn't be shocked if he's in there. Silas has worked a couple shows. Um, so I wouldn't be shocked if, if we get some like legit. Who was um. Someone just worked them on a. Oh no, those are NXT X's. Never mind. Parker, Parker Bordeaux. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking they were ROH guys. No, Parker. People Bordeaux. are apparently. Well, there's an ROH guy in that little stable now. Uh, it's Aria Davari, uh, Slim J from the um, Special K, and then Parker Bordeaux. And I think I think actually on I think John Walter is working Tony Nice. I think on Darker Elevation. Oh, nice. Yeah. So a lot of stuff going on in the AEW Ring of Honor world. They did announce that uh, All Out's returning to September in Chicago. Um, so that'll be you mean to Chicago in September? Yes. Flip it, reverse it. Sorry. Drop down. Um, and then this week, Tony, you you know you got to watch Eddie Kingston and the Painkiller in a barbed wire death match. Come on. Sorry, the who? The Painkiller. Painmaker. <laughs> That is a that, that is a wrestling nickname if I ever heard one though. It's a Judas Priest song that's been stuck in my head for like four days too. 
<laughs> so uh, Kingston and the Painmaker in a in a barbed wire death match with the uh, Jericho uh, associate association. Oh, in the fucking Shark Tank. Fuck that shit. Yeah, but did you He's hear hurt. Daddy Magic forgot my point about how why aren't they why why aren't they in the cage too? Like all these guys, like what are they going to just gonna stand around not doing nothing? They, why shouldn't they be in a cage, huh? huh? It's a fair point. Mm. Yep. I'll tell you what's I'll tell you what's not a fair point. Uh oh. All right. I, there's a couple fucking problems I have with the NWA here. Okay, what's the problem number one? Okay, problem number one. Why the fuck? And I know don't it was explained to you in the interview. No. Who the fuck is Mike Knox? Who the fuck is Matt Cardona with this bullshit, with this fucking shitty family? This fucking dipshit gets a fucking bye to the finals? The Fatal Four? Are you fucking kidding me? I don't agree with it either. I'm totally 100% with you. Totally However, how, see, this this was Kevin's buddy. This was the deal that he struck when he turned Kevin's over Charlotte idiot. to Billy Corgan before the Fatal Four way. Or yeah, fatal four way. Bunch of fucking bullshit. He said hey, you owe me, and he owed and him, then, and he, he's paying the dividends on what he owes. And then this booger eater brings back Tim Storm, and now he Tim Storm just throws the fucking rule book out the window. If you remember, in Tim Storm's final match for Sweet Charlotte, when the NWA Power came back, Tim Storm saw an opportunity after all this was pulling shenanigans on him, and he popped all this low in that match. And he didn't get caught, but he only managed to get a two count. So now here, Tim Storm in the same situation, referee shit can, tries to go for it after all this had slapped him and showed unsportsmanlike conduct a few times. It's wrestling, though. You can smack your opponent. It's not a closed fist. It's not illegal. But this was supposed to be a gentleman's match. They were they were trying oh, to keep it. fucking professional wrestlers. You can't trust Nick Aldis. Well, apparently you can't trust Tim Storm either because as Tim Storm was firing up into Nick Aldis's nether regions, Kevin Keenan pops his head up from beyond the apron. And then he saw what happened and he said, that's it. Ring the bell. Kevin and Keenan I, knows exactly where he needs to be at all times. And that's why Tim Storm doesn't deserve another shot. So Tim Storm has been eliminated from this, uh, from rest, from the race to the chase. Get him out. You know who else doesn't deserve another shot? Kevin's fucking dear, good personal friend, the cheating son of a bitch, Brian Myers. This was a surprise to me. This fucking result really oh, took me by surprise. Because him, he's got to get in there with his other fucking family member for this fatal four bullshit. So now oh, this yeah. is stacking the deck. We got Brian Myers. We got Mike Knox. We've got uh, Nick Aldis and Nick Aldis's former buddy, Tom Latimer. Yeah, but you were former buddy, so you know there's an issue there, right? These two fucking jabronis gonna lay down for and for each other. Is one of them gonna win the title shot? Beat Trevor Murdoch and give the title to Matt Cardona? Is the, is he have that much fucking brainwashed bullshit power on these two idiots? That's where the what? power lies, baby. The power lies in Matt Cardona's hands. You know what I mean? You know what? Oh, it lies in his fucking wallet. He's buying all them fucking figures. So, so since we're down to the final four, who do you think is going to wind up with the shot at um, at Trevor Murdoch? Trevor Murdoch's a babyface now again, right? No, not uh, really. Well, he was the one that got Tim Storm back, so that kind of made me think. And then his promo that he cut was kind of like, "I did what was right. I righted a wrong." He righted yeah. a wrong, yes. But when the Pope came out to shake his hand and congratulate him, he walked off on the Pope. So. Oh, I think it's up. I think it's more Trevor Murdoch is his own man and he lets the chips fall where they may. Hmm. 
And Aldous kind of kind of looked like a bad guy too in this. In this oh, match. of course, he was being a dick to Tim Storm, absolutely. And like when 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 he uh when he ended up like winning, like he like, had like this weird like he was cringing over and had like a weird like like grin, like I got one on you type. Which he did because, like I said, the for the last time those two met was for the world's championship. Nick Aldous was defending, and it was Tim Storm's last shot, and Tim Storm did the same thing. So maybe. Nick Aldis knew, hey, if I get under his skin quick enough, he's going to do something stupid. It's going to cost him. Yeah. And Nick Aldis did what he had. He vanquished Tim Storm when he had to. Mm-hmm. And now he's got he's got to wrestle. He's got to fight him again for what? This is bullshit. So I'm glad Nick Aldis won. I'm glad fucking shithead gym teacher fucking got cocky, thought he could put one over on everybody and punch somebody in the balls, and he got caught. Maybe Tim Storm can now go back to commentary and replace Austin Idol. Oh, can you? Uh, two minutes in, I wrote. Two minutes in, I hate Velvet and Austin. Oh, Vel- no, Austin's not bad when he's with Galley. It's fucking Velvet Sky that fucks everything up. She yeah, can't the shut whole up. Show the three of them were together. Yeah, she's she's fucking rotten, dude. They were doing a little gimmick for a while where she wasn't doing commentary anymore, and she was relegated to doing interviews like May Valentine in the back, and she wasn't happy about well, it. Well, didn't like Angelina Love come back too? Weren't they actually teaming for a while? No, they didn't team, but they kept calling each other bestie. And then Angelina Love had a match against somebody, and she got counted out. I think maybe it was genocide. And I don't know. I'll take. I don't know. She was it. doing some shit outside, and Velvet's like, "No, you have to get back in the ring." And she didn't. I don't know. It was fucking stupid. May's got uh May's got eyes for Tyrus. Gross. No, you know Tyrus is a lovable guy. I guess. She ran down all his accolades like it was a big deal. He's the fucking worst TV champion I've ever seen in my goddamn life. His matches suck dog shit through a straw. And now I got a fucking deal with him and who Odin? Odin's so your fucking number one contender here for this? I'm okay with Odin. Fucking fat titted shit gonna be the fucking champion. I'm okay with Odinson getting that that uh that match. Here's what here's what really was fucking stupid. Did you see the shit that happened? With uh, Tyrus coming out and attacking the guy that um, Aaron Stevens was uh, training. No, I didn't see that. I, I, it's been a while since I watched the NWA. Okay, so it might have been on Power. So, uh, so they they had this backstage footage. They were interviewing this guy's mother for whatever reason. I forget what the fucking poor kid's mother. Name was. And she's like, "Oh, my son's here, and I can't. I'm so glad he's with the NWA." And she was terrible. It gets worse. So Tyrus and, and uh, Black G's see what's going on at ringside. And Black G's like, yo, he was talking shit about you. So then Tyrus gets in, gives him a choke slam. His mother runs in to say, Let's stop beating up on my boy. And and it was fucking garbage. Like they fucking, they fucking like powdered to this kid's mother. And then Aaron Stevens is like, hi, I'm Aaron Stevens. She's like, yeah, I know who you are. My son needs help. Can you please go get him help? It was fucking terrible. It was terrible. I hate when they try to do shit like this. No redeeming value. And I still don't know this kid's name. It's not like it's going to fucking matter. Where is Mims to save us from this nonsense? That's what I want to know. Big strong Mims. That's right. Matt had a sneeze. It's going away. 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 No, it's going. I need muted too, you dick. Yeah, I'm a professional. That's right. Uh, I did enjoy Allison Kay and Kylan King too. I was surprised to see Kylan King get a win, but I like the story they're telling there with her being the gatekeeper to Camille. But you know, because Bully Ray heavily involved in the show too, he's mentioned many times. But I like it. Yeah, fun show. I enjoyed it. I don't know if Bully Ray 
uh, trained Allison K. I don't think he did, but he no, he trained Kylan King, trained Kylan King, and also trained Camille. He's instrumental on Camille too. So, oh, excuse me, I got a lot of boogers last week on the wow. show. I don't know if you guys listened. Oh, should, are we gonna call him Murdochs? Oh, there he is. Um, a little All news right. and notes before we take a break because it is sad news. Uh, word going around on the interwebs today, thanks to Mike Tanay, was that Cindy Heenan, the wife of Bobby the Brain, passed away today. Saw that. So rest but, in peace to uh, Cindy Heenan. I don't know. I don't. I didn't see anything that they disclosed if if it, if she was sick or you know had anything going on. But hmm. um, here's something interesting that I never knew. Uh, there was a vignette that I do remember when I was uh, younger. Where Bobby Heenan and Gorilla Monsoon, I think, were at the zoo, and a woman and a very young girl came up to them, and he was kind of telling them to get lost, and the little girl stomped on his foot and called him Weasel. That was Cindy and his daughter. How makes crazy sense. is that? That's makes fucking sense. awesome. Makes sense. Makes all the sense in the world. Yeah, but you know the things that you don't know when you see it, and then you go back later on, you're like, oh my god, no shit, yeah. I mean, I never knew who Cindy Heenan was anyway, so like, it's not like. Like, no, but still, it's I mean, not like I would ever know. know her. I wouldn't be able to pick her out of a lineup. No, for sure, for sure. But I thought it was kind of cool that, uh, but yeah, I think I think it was RD from WrestleCrap who actually posted that. So, yeah, it was kind of it was kind of cool to see that, you know, as long as Heenan was in, he got his wife and his his young daughter involved as well, right. which was it was a cool moment. No, no, it's definitely cool. And I I read I saw Tanae's tweet, so that was that was a nice little heartfelt deal. Apparently, uh, you know, as any husband and wife would, they adored each other. So. R.I.P. Well, it's nice to see that Bobby Heenan got along with one of the commentators from WCW, not named Shivani, but <laughs> no, they got along. Uh, they 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 kind of had a rough spat at the end, didn't they? No, I thought Tony Tony always says that he loved working with Bobby. Oh no, he did, but that doesn't mean they really got along. I think Heenan kind of didn't like him for what. I think he, I think he blew. I think he blew Heenan off for something, and it never sat right with Heenan or some shit like that. Uh there was some little beef that they had between them, but rest in peace, Cindy Heenan. I call shenanigans. Oh boy. There so you Matt, go. you want you want to tell people what's going on with our Patreons, or is this? A yeah, do I ever? You want to play the commercials? No, Back after this, not play the fucking commercials. All right. If you want to uh, support the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast uh, and the Shining Wizards Network, go over to shiningwizardsnetwork.com, home to a variety of great shows. Uh, if you've ever listened to the show, you know the shows. Uh, Turnbuckle Throwbacks. Um, Mark Order Podcast, uh, Inconclusive Breakdown, Wrestling Night in Canada, Radioactive Metal, The Midnight Jury, um, and the Brocast, not members of the network, but friends of the network. So check all those great shows out. Uh, you can support us over at our Patreon, patreon.com slash Wizards Podcast for as little as $1. Yes, $1 a month. You can support the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. Uh, $1 gets you a shout out every week on this podcast. $3 a month, you get access to our bonus content, uh, watch alongs, profiles, pay-per-view reviews, uh, and uh, the crossword puzzle, so much more. $5 a month, you get all the perks at the $3 level, plus we'll plug your social media, website, podcast, whatever you're doing out there. We want to support you during the grind. Um, we also have the uh, $10 level, and at that level, you get put into a monthly drawing where we pick a lucky winner every month, and that winner gets to be a part of the show. Whether you're sitting in for Can You Beat That, you're sitting in for an interview, uh, you are picking the Wizards Rewind for that month, 
uh, and being a part of the show, sitting in, talking about said show. Uh, so that happens for everyone, $10 and above. Every month we'll pick a person, and that person gets to decide. We don't decide. You get to decide the Patreon, what you want to do. Do you like uh, some of the guests we have coming up in August? Do you want to sit in and talk to them? We'll set that up for you. You got a Wizards Rewind you want to do? We'll set that up. You want to? You think you can beat Christian Rocco? Can you beat that? You're the next challenger. I don't give a shit what the committee says. So that's happening $10 above patreon.com slash wizards podcast. If you enjoy this, please support us. If you are in a bind or financially, you cannot uh, spare the extra dollars. No problem. Tell your friends, give us a retweet, uh, share our episodes. Uh, That's free. It costs nothing. Uh, And if you know fellow wrestling fans that might enjoy this show, please send them our way. We uh, look forward to meeting all the new fans uh at this time we're going to thank those who support us at our patreon uh kathy hummer the queen of the shining wizards manny crasso the king of the shining wizards danny russinello at not danny russ on the twitter machine uh anthony russinello from the mark order podcast sean toe sean Calejo, uh kate hensler from uh the Mark Order Podcast, Sour Graps, the SmackDown Rampage Fight Full Review. And Kate is back on the Twitter machine at Miss Kate Fabe. Be sure to give her a follow. Matt Garifo, no relationship to the KJG. Uh, Maddie Mellinger, Christine Friesendorf, Mark Parloni. Happy birthday, Mark. Kenny Hawsey, the Scotch Drinkmore. Uh, Jay Cop, Big Cop Pump from the Turnbuckle Throwbacks. Thomas Cops, the Mott Spock at High Five Tom. He's doing his ROH Revelry show and the Marking Out show. Uh, and he just had a great conversation with T Donk. So be sure to check that out. Michael Hammond, uh, Matthew Birch, the True Prince of Pro. Uh, Braden Bergen at Enfuego30. He's our number one fan from Iowa. So be sure to give him a follow. Brendan Haney, Carrie Calling at The Carrie Crush. Ryan Schlong over there at The Mark Order Pod. Asian Joe. Uh, who will be in Jersey in October. Uh, David Henry Bauer III, his pal Antonio Horseman, makes experimental music at Harvestman Records, 856.bandcamp.com backslash music. Mike Peterson at LOL Mike Peterson. Rob Humphrey. Kevin Rogue, uh, former Can You Beat That Champion. He's doing the year of pod uh, where he's talking all things WCW 96 with the Duke. So definitely check that out. He's a funny guy. And at... Um, at J, I don't know why I don't have this written down. Uh, at JJ Rogue Means, I believe, is his Twitter. Yes, at JJ Rogue Means is his Twitter account. So follow him. I Dunk Biscuits, The Daily Smart, at The Daily Smart on Twitter. DailySmart.com is the website. They help you find the latest wrestling news along with up to the minute daily podcast. Don't forget, we deliver YouTube videos to keep you in the loop. Roll. And last, but certainly not least, See if I can time this up right. The one, the only, Mr. William Mercier Jr. Lives are going to be in William Mercier's hands. You know what I mean? You know what you mean, Kevin. Woo! I got did you have to filibuster or did I get it like literally just in time? We were it worked out to, to you just, just coming into the shot. I gotta take a leak, guys, real fast. Oh, I would like to grab a drink. I didn't get to get up, so. No, no, I'm happy for you. You deserve uh, it. Let me grab a drink. I do want to touch on Impact and New Japan before we do our rewind. Nothing super deep, though. So, let me leak. You guys filibuster for a minute. I'll be right back. Tony, what are you chewing on there? I heard Matt has that problem. He can't go super deep. I'm actually eating famous anus cookies. Not what'd you say? One more time. Fam- famous anus. 
Did you do that on purpose? Yeah, famous. I don't think you did. Anus. I don't think you did. That's an N. Famous anus. That's an M. No, it's not. It is. No. Actually, quite delicious. I I do enjoy a famous anus once in a while. I don't. I don't understand why you say the things that you say sometimes. Anus. 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 It's a noose day. Yes, it is. Boom. Boom. Wow, this is the worst filibuster of all time. This is like, like historically bad. Wait, what's what's the name of their trombone? What the fuck do they call the trombone? It's not Phyllis, is it? What the hell's the name? No, of God, I don't remember. And I I, I played the trombone. <laughs> Was it rusty? Nope. Well, the one the one I'm looking at over there is pretty rusty. Oh, boo! Because I have like six of them. That's six pretty rust- good. Six rusty trombones? No, 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 no. One. <laughs> I can only see the one. One rusty trombone. What is that? The 12 days of Christmas? Yeah. <laughs> Lay that rusty trombone, Kevin. <laughs> rusty trombone. I f- you know what? I'm so old, I forgot what that even means in like dirty talk. What, rusty trombone? I don't want to know. Yeah, you do. Don't tell me. Nope. I'm sure I knew at one point. But I honestly don't remember what it is. And I'm okay ah. with that. I'm totally uh, okay with that. You ever see um oh god, you ever see Tony, Full Metal Jacket? Podcast. <laughs> you ever see Full Metal Jacket? Yes, but not since like high school, maybe. They talk about a reach around. Get you in the right frame of mind for yeah, a I don't even know what really that well I guess yeah, I know what that is, I guess. But I don't I don't know what it means in terms of the RT. Really? No, I don't know. And I don't want to know. And I don't want to Wow. Know. Uh, if you're in the chat, could you tell Kevin what a rusty trombone is? I'm going to take this off the screen. I'm going to go to Twitter. <laughs> there you go. Oh, boy. That's how I roll. roll. Don't need to know. Don't care. Roll. Don't care. Good God. What'd you have for dinner tonight? Anything good? Uh, pizza. From where? Master. Master Pizza? Yeah. There's a place in Livingston and a place in the Valley by Dylan's. Oh, nice. The yeah, good so stuff? We, yeah, yeah. It's, um, it was leftover pizza. I just said to reheat it. Oh. No sausage, toppings? Sausage and mushroom, but then I also got, we have like deli cold cuts, so I just loaded up with like ham, salami, pepperoni. Really? Oh, yeah. Look at you being fancy with the leftovers. I watch a lot of Food Network. I watch a lot of Chopped. I watch a lot of, you know, Guy's Grocery Games. I watch a lot of uh, Food Paradise, Delicious Destinations, No Reservations. You, you know, what the wife and I, you know, we were watching the other night over dinner. Oh, that I, I've never, I've never actually sat down and watched it before, but Beat Bobby Flay is such a fucking fun show. I'm just getting into that now because it's like... At the end of the day, I watch Chopped because it's a cooking competition show and I enjoy it. Yeah. So like, why I'm branching out into other cooking competition shows. Well, that's and it. Like, Bobby Flay, they get two people who battle and then the winner gets to battle Bobby Flay. Yeah. It's, it's, Supermarket it's Stakeout cool. is a good one if you have, if you ever, ever seen that. And it's only half an hour. That's the great thing about it. You get two matchups in that half an hour. You're good to go. And Bobby Flay doesn't always win. Like, he, he loses. Yeah. But you know? I feel like that's just like to fill like the, the margin. You know what I'm I mean, I guess, but it's cool because 
they don't tell the judges which dish is which. So they present them with the two judges at the end of the two dishes at the end of the competition. Okay. And then you just vote on the dish and then the host will reveal right. who I'm, won the competition. I'm also a big BBQ pitmaster guy. I yeah, I've that. seen that. That's pretty good. That's on discovery though. That's not on discovery. Uh, I've got destination. Destination. Yeah. America. They all, they all kind of blend together after yeah. a while. So they're all it's in like, that. Hallmark, it's like travel channel banner banner. Yeah. If it's not the cooking shows, it's like the, um, like the, the house hunters or like, you know, like the fix it or sell it or whatever the fuck. Right. The flea market flip, like if you will. Yeah. Yeah. But it's all that kind of shit. You I'm know? a big American pickers guy. I love that show. Like yeah. when they just go try to like find like stuff, like junk in people's houses and, and then try to sell it. Love that. Love. Um, uh, like the survival shows, like Dual Survival, Survivor Man. Uh, what? I, I can't go to the bathroom. What are you guys talking Matt, about? Matt, we said this was the worst filibuster of all fuck, time, and we just got I asked, I asked Kevin what he had for dinner, and he told me it was an awesome pizza. And then we, and then he started telling me that he was getting his ideas from like Guys Grocery Games and Pitmasters and all these other cooking shows, and yeah. that's kind of how it went to. We, me. I'm not gonna lie, we struggled once you left. Yeah, no, was fine. Pants, like Jr. You could have talked about wrestling. I, I did no, mention it was. A I wanted to podcast. ask Kevin about Impact, and as soon as you were getting your fat ass up, you were like, "I want to talk about Impact." Well, guess can't talk to Kevin about Impact. You could have talked to Kevin about Impact. I watched it, so I could have jumped right back in. Sorry, I don't get to take a pee break because I have to read the Patreons, and we have outdated fucking commercials that the fucking hand jobs from the other shows on the network don't bother to send us. Don't well, I'm sorry if talking about guys like Guy Fieri offends you so highly. You would think the fucking pizza conversations right in your wheelhouse. No. The last no, thing you apparently you do a pizza. pizza too much during the day. Jesus, dude, relax. God damn it. You fucking, we got to talk about your bathroom for 40 minutes. Now you want to talk about fucking Food Network? Don't complain. Oh, yeah. It's almost 10 o'clock. Yeah, and you weren't having fun fucking back and forth playing liners for 20 minutes either. That was okay, right? I never said it's wrestling related. <laughs> Makes a good point, Tony. Huh? Huh? <laughs> oh. Hey. What did you want to ask Kevin about Impact? Kevin, what about Impact? Did you have anything specific? No, I figured we were going to do a three count about impact. So I was going to let you roll with the ball, but. Oh, my fucking nuts itch. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll, all right. Well, Tony, now I'll roll with I'll roll with the ball, which is a saying that he just made. Oh, up. by the way, we also uh, Kevin doesn't know what a rusty trombone is. So there you go. Oh, yeah, that came up to, as well. We talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about uh, Kevin's trombone. Yeah. You should uh, you should ask for one. Well, well I have Rob one. JJ Rhodes said he was sending a link, but we haven't gotten it yet. So, all right, cool. All right, all right. Kevin, talk about impact. All right, well, Matt, you watched it, right? I did watch it. You know what? Harken back to Tony's conversation earlier about TV 14 brown panty matches. Uh, Chelsea Green and Mickey, Mickey James started their match off with lots of kisses. Yes, Ooh. but they played, they did a good thing about playing that off about like the whole Trish Stratus Mickey James thing. So it's kind of like passing the torch to. To do that, Matt. I don't Passing know what you thought about torch. this match, dude. That I, I'm, you know what? I might start a segment, Matt. My All favorite right. wrestling match of the week. Oh, and this was my favorite wrestling match of the week. Really, Mickey James and I mean, maybe maybe it's because I just watched it like yesterday, but it, it's fresh. It's recency bias. I love this match, uh, and I love the feud that 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 uh, Chelsea and Mickey James have developed. Like I said, I called it too that Chelsea was eventually going to turn on Mickey, and she did. And now they're just having bangers. And then Mickey kind of walked out, saying that you're only as good as your last match. And so I don't know if Mickey's taking some time off from uh, from the impact ski, but uh, 
I don't know, but I love this match, and that that's like that's the one count of it. Yeah. Can I can I interrupt? Is Mickey James kissing women like a thing? I found that she kissed Jillian Hall at one point. She kissed um Alley Catch. She <laughs> dude, like apparently like she kissed uh uh Lisa Marie, like well, at House the, of the whole Hardcore. thing started with Trish. I yeah, mean maybe like, before this... maybe she may have been doing she may have been doing that in like TNA before that. Do you have a problem with this? I don't. I'm just surprised. Like, there's just so much. Uh, what you call it? I oh, I think it's like a. I don't think it's like a, a point of her character, but I think it's like that, like the second level of her character. That like this has become a thing. So we're not gonna like super acknowledge it, but we're also still gonna do it. Do she's you? Also, if, she's if also. She was also countering Chelsea Green's mind games in this match. And saying that's not how you kiss a lady. This is how you kiss a lady. That's true, because Chelsea Green in her entrance, she does the, the kiss thing. Oh my God! God bless Nick Aldis. God bless right? him. Oh, yeah, what a God national treasure! Right. What a national treasure he is. God bless Broski. Yeah. 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 Well, a uh, couple things. First of all, I also would like to right. get back into. I I really enjoyed myself today getting to watch all this wrestling that I don't usually watch. And I really am going to make an effort to watch the NWA and ML uh, and impact every week. If MLW, if I turn MLW on next week and I see fucking Terry Funk and Dusty Rhodes wrestling, I'm never watching MLW again. I'll tell you that right now. All right. Stop with the fucking bullshit from the past. Give me what you've already taped. Show me your fucking 60 man battle Royal with the fucking midget and the blue meanie. All right. This impact show was fucking, it was awesome. It was yeah. a great show. If you're sleeping, and I think I've said this before, and I'm sure Kevin has said it a thousand times, don't sleep on Impact, man. If you're fucking wasting your time watching three hours of Raw tonight, two hours of SmackDown, and you're fucking miserable, you're not enjoying it, bro, just take your find, take two hours, whatever two hours you want. Watch Impact, man. This was a good fucking show. The matches were solid. Great stories. Although, not going to lie, Kevin, that weird shit with Rosemary and Ty Valkyrie where they go Matt- to the dead. Fucking weird, dude. That was Matt. That was my least favorite part of the show, and it was the longest part. So, okay, to, Tony, I'm gonna paint you a picture. It was Rosemary. bad. Tony. Rosemary wants to go find Havoc. She's yeah. gone to the un. I wrote it down here to the, to the undead realm. Undead realm, right? So she's bringing Taya Valkyrie with her, uh, and the, very Rosemary has very strict instructions: do not stray from me. Do not go into the lost. light. Don't go to light. Don't do anything. Stay with me. And Ty, they go into the undead realm, and Ty Valkyrie's acting like a bozo the clown, and then she hears some monster feeding on something, and she gets spooked, and then she wants to know. She has some ridiculous question, and Rosemary starts talking about some nonsense, and Ty goes to the light. She and finds... And she finds Havoc. No, but she doesn't find uh, Havoc. We don't find out that it's not Havoc yet, Kevin, because then Rosemary follows into the light. And then right. Rosemary find, and then she touches Havoc, and Havoc turns around, and Ty Valkyrie's like, "Oh, good! Now we're all here." And she says, "Meet my friend, Jessica." Jessica. Yeah. So it's not it's not Havoc. Not Havoc. Well, it's I mean, it's Havoc. the same person, but yeah, but it's just. Oh God! That, is it, and then that's is, how we end it. It's just yes. like, it's. Is this a Joseph Barnes thing? It might be. Well, now it's we're jo- gonna get Jessica, and she's normal. Maybe. Oh God, Tony! I think you froze. I'm no, frozen. He's, you know, he's back now. Still there. 
Um, but yeah, it, and it, Matt, it, this would have been cool if it, if it was like, I get the attempt, but like, dude, it was all in front of like a blatantly obvious green screen, like that, like that's it, like you're you're, you're like we're so, like, it was like a 1980s like Land of the Lost, like TV show, where it just looks so cheesy and not what Impact used to do with like the Hardys or with like the the like the other stuff like that even like the uh. Uh, the fun house, whatever the sh- that shit was, the house of fun that they did. Um, it, it was just like oh, so wrestler house, wrestler, yeah, wrestler's house, yeah. It was just so bad and it was so long. And Havoc, they did a good job in their roles, but it was just so brutal. Uh, I enjoyed the uh, the violent by design recap and the match and the aftermath. That we don't know if Violent by Design is on one page, and we have started. We're starting to see that Saban and Shelley both have eyes for the Impact World Championship. Josh, yeah, and then they'll be fight. They'll be fighting on Thursday night to to see who fights uh, Josh Alexander at Emergence. Yep. So uh, that that was good, and the the Violent by Design stuff has actually started like a couple. I guess it started last week when Eric Young hadn't been seen since the last show, and then he. He comes out and blames them for for all this shit, and it's like it's this. We used to say that this world belonged to us, and he's like, no, this world belongs to me. Diener and Joe Doring are trying to prove themselves. It's a, it's a pretty decent little story. Yeah, no, I'm enjoying it. Uh, Macklin James Storm was a very good match. I enjoyed that a lot. Yeah, post post match, the lights go out. Sammy Callahan's in the ring, but Steve Macklin. This was my favorite part of the man. show, Matt. He knows. Steve Macklin knows. So when the lights come on, Sammy's there with the barbed yeah. wire bat. Macklin's on the ramp. He don't want. He knows. He knows yeah. what's coming. Dude, I loved that so much because like I was expecting it to be Callahan, but I was also still expecting Macklin to be in the ring. And then once I once I saw that he wasn't, he's back up on the ramp. I was like, dude, this is awesome. I loved it. Uh, we. <laughs> oh boy. I'm gonna throw this out there for you guys. We get a impact throwback Ric Flair moment of the week. I I, I, I skipped this. Lockdown 2010 looks fucking atrocious. I would love to watch this with you guys on Sunday. This Just is the main event. This is the Bischoff Hogan era, right? Yes, there is. Yeah. The, the, it's fucking bad. It's so fucking bad. I skipped it. Uh, uh, Masha squashes Tennille, which was surprising, actually. I think that's just. A, I, I think. I think Tennille's got one. Like I think Tennille's just happy with what. You know her role there, maybe I don't know. They're building Masha though, yeah, which is great. And then there were uh, who was uh, uh, Eddie Edwards' wife and Alicia Edwards and um, the other girl were at at ringside too, I believe. I thought that that wasn't Madison. Oh yeah, Madison and the and the other one, and, like the uh, the yeah, boys- Shaw. Yeah. Um, Speedball Mike Bailey cuts a promo. It's a good promo. But the dude creeps me the fuck out. With the teeth? Yeah. Yeah. He's, I was like, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? Dude, it's, I've been saying it for weeks. He's got the whitest teeth I've ever seen in my life. And it's like not even normal. His cadence really bothered me. And I know he's from Canada. It was just fucking weird. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, and then the main event, Honor No More defeats the Bullet Club. Um, this was he- This surprised me. I thought this was great. Heath attacks Vincent beforehand. Uh, Which I guess they're going with a Heath Rogue trying to take out Honor Club. Yeah. As a TNA uh, guy or an Impact guy. Carl rocking that never open weight championship was cool. 
uh, nonstop action. Maria hits a low blow on Gallows while they're going for the uh, the magic killer. Then everyone hits their finisher uh, on Gallows, and Taven finishes it with uh, what, you, what? It's a frog splash. They call yeah, it like a frog purple, purple euphoria or something. Here's one thing I noticed, and I want to ask both of you this. I looked at the was watching the crowd a lot. A lot of wrestling shirts, not a lot of impact shirts, though. Is that a problem? No. Because I think most of these people are probably wrestling fans that came to an impact show and not necessarily impact fans that came to an impact show. If that makes sense. Like, and also like who knows what like shop impact is a thing, I guess. But I just I don't know if Impact has lots of like cool looking t shirts. I don't know if they're I know like I, are they like the same way as AEW is? Like No, they don't put it they don't even put out near the amount of volume. But I mean, are they associated with pro wrestling tees? Like AEW is essentially AEW is pro wrestling tees. Like shop I, AEW I, is pro wrestling tees. I think they have a store on like and look, it it was only the fans I could see. It wasn't like, but there was a dude. There was a dude by the entrance. He had a Seth freaking Rollins shirt on, and in the front row there were like three kids that had the Bloodline T-shirt on. So yeah, so that's to my point where they're probably wrestling fans because this was on the road. This wasn't like in like this. I think this was in Atlanta. I want to say yes, it was at what's where they do uh at Center Stage. Okay, all right. So yeah, so this is probably wrestling fans that went to see impact as opposed to maybe diehard impact fans that went. Why to wouldn't see you like bring them t-shirts though? What do you mean? Bring them like, why wouldn't impact bring them like fucking impact t-shirts to, just to give away to wear? Yes. That dude on the ramp in the Seth freaking Rollins shirt was in every fucking shot all night. And he's there for all the tapings. <laughs> Right, I mean, if he was there for the whole set of tapings, he's in every fucking shot because they shoot it with the hard hard cam is across from the 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 ramp, and he was standing. He was in like the fifth row. He stood the whole fucking time. I mean, you, you think it's a situation where they're hoping like WWE fans will tune in and go like, "Hey, this guy's a WWE fan, and he's here watching Impact. No. Maybe I should watch Impact." I think that I think that's a bit of a reach. I just think it's like, why are we going to give away? Why are we going to give away stuff for free here right now? I mean, you're essentially giving away free advertisement for WWE. Are you? I mean, it just takes one person to Google Seth freaking Rollins. I mean, if you're watching Impact Wrestling, you already know who Seth Rollins but is. But you can't assume that. Of there's course you can. You can't, assume the, you can't assume the other way around, but you could 100% assume that if you're watching Impact Wrestling, you've already watched WWE your entire life. I I think that's completely opposite. I think you. I don't think you can assume that there. I bet you there's people. Look, we've talked to people. Gino Gotts never watched WCW in his whole fucking life. Different time, different day, different. Yeah, but uh, why is it you don't like the WWE? You watch Impact. Why because do you have to watch it's else? a lot easier to find. It's a lot harder to find Impact Wrestling than it is to find WCW. For you, it's harder to find Impact Wrestling. Well, for Gino Gotts, who lived in New Jersey his whole entire life, it's just as accessible as it is for me. Right. So, look, there's. There's probably people who watched during the Spike era when it was on Spike TV, and they just stuck with it. I'm not saying it's their whole fan base, but I'm sure there's people out there like that. Of course, there's always. I don't think it's enough to move any sort of needle or anything. You can't like assume that. that everybody is that's watching wrestling is watching WWE. 
I think that it's a good educated guess. But you can't assume. I I feel I'd be 90%, 90 95% positive that if you're watching Impact Wrestling, you already know who everyone on the WWE roster is. I don't know, man. We saw what happened when they brought all these people up from NXT and they didn't then WWE fans didn't know who they were. All right. Again, no, that's, I, I so I'm saying if you brought impact guys to WWE, you wouldn't know who they were. Right. But, but if you that, that but I'm saying that's the reversal of what of the No, point. but if when Heath shows up, there's I bet you there's people that don't know who Heath Slater is. Okay, but we're comparing Heath Slater to Seth Rollins. I'm just saying you want to make sure that that five to ten percent that you have that just watches impact doesn't stray from from impact. All right. Well, then he Slater is getting over as a new character that you're just introduced to at, uh, for the first time. That's a, like so that he's he's an impact guy to you then if you've never watched it. Right. But that's what I'm saying. Bring put these people in fucking impact gear. Then it costs you nothing. The shirts are there. Well, I mean, it costs this guy's you something. Going be, this guy's going to be on TV for at least five and a half hours with a fucking Seth Rollins t-shirt on for not your company. Tony, how do you feel about this? Am I like, like, am I, am I, am I wrong in assuming that if you, if you're watching Impact, you already know who everyone in the biggest company in the world is? Kevin, I think uh, Ryan answered your question. Tony is asleep. Uh, I'm not asleep, Schlong. Stop it. Can I say? I don't understand, like, why it's such a big deal if I sit back and just take in what you guys are conversing about. Like, I didn't make. I just wanted to get your opinion. No, no, on no, it. no. It's no. It's not you. It, it was just a, a because I think thing. you're the only one that has the ability to sit all the way back. That's because I got. I'm, I I, yeah, I'm in like a a, a picnic chair like, here. All right. I, I guess that's like, fair. I do it, but my also move my mic. So when I do this, like my mic is back here. You, well, got, Ryan, if you're curious, like one eye is already closed, so. I mean, you know, it doesn't take much for the other one to close. Sleep with one eye open. What? Ryan Schlong's eyes were closed. Well, Ryan Schlong don't know. Go back and watch the video. Maybe he's watching it on the big screen. Maybe streaming it to a smart I, TV. All right, so my, my main point is that I don't think seeing people wearing WWE shirts at your show is going to affect anything. I don't think it's 90 to 95% that Kevin thinks, but I do think that a large majority of people who are watching impact are familiar with the WWE yeah, impact is the show that you seek is the show that you seek out when you want to watch wrestling because WWE is not on or AEW is not on. I think, I think that's a fair assessment. I don't think it's as high as he said, but I do think that's a fair assessment. I mean, I get your point too, that you want to have people representing your brand at the show, but I mean, are you going to give away T-shirts to everyone? Like, it's not like they're making money hand over fist. They're just going to no, give like, away shirts. Look, I get Matt's point, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know if Impact really thinks that much about it. I don't think they care. Yeah, uh, yeah. Honestly, yeah, I mean, I may be overthinking it, but I couldn't. It was annoying me the whole time I was watching. But I mean, if you tune into MLW, like, there's shirts from everywhere, all over MLW. They, you know, I don't give a shit about fucking MLW. Well, there you go. What? They fucking spent all their money to bring in a fucking tiny person. You think I give a shit? The tiny person against the Sandman? I don't care. Now, now you see, JJ agrees with you. He says, get the guy a shirt. I'm, I'm with you, T-squared. But I like I, I agree with Kevin. I just don't think that Impact gives a shit. Yeah, it's like, it's like To me, it's like, if that's what you're focusing on, then... What are you laughing about? What fucking happened off camera? That so, uh, yeah, and who, and why, why is T-squared? What's T-squared? Matt with two T's? T-squared? That's a reach. 
No, no it's not. Kevin, do you have the memory of a goldfish? Remember that was the gimmick? Uh, oh my god, something yeah. just came out of the Yo, light my god, you. why is God? Maybe it was house. havoc. Maybe it was tired. Oh dude. my god, don't go to the light, Matt. Don't go to the light. <laughs> what the so, hell is that? So Nelly has a propensity to open the our our double doors up here. She will just push them open because she has to. So we have to uh use a small tiny um bungee cord to keep the doors from opening because if she opens them and then Muda comes up here, then we have another situation where she gets a scratch on the eye and it costs me a lot of money and it's a pain in the ass. So Rhiannon was up here before and when she left, she bungeed the outside of the door. So when I got up to take a pee and go get another drink, I went to push the doors open and guess what? The doors flew back and hit me in the face because oh, they were bungeed out here. Well, Rhiannon just came upstairs to go inside. I bungeed them on the other side, because I didn't want her opening the doors. Uh, Nellie, not my wife. Uh, I didn't want Nellie opening the doors while <laughs> I was doing the podcast. <laughs> right on cue. Holy shit. So she just came up here and tried to open the doors, and she had to. But how she didn't the, hit herself. How did the face. light go on? Uh, she maybe ran and put, put the light on in the bathroom. I have no idea. Uh, okay. But anyway, back to this. Impact doesn't even supply their talent with their own shirts. Boom. Okay. Oh, it, it was just bothering me. Right. I was looking at things from like a bigger picture, you know? Shit, I get it. Find a, find a podcast like the Shining Wizards and we'll send you fucking shirts and you can uh, hand them out to people. It's better than wearing WWE stuff. Well, hey, get, I mean, Russ, I, get, some, get, get Russ on the line. See if he wants some shirts. He's Ross. your boy. Ross, whatever. Uh, that guy's actually. Speaking of handies, what about uh New Japan? New Japan D. Oh. Real quick, because I know I know we got our rewind and that's gonna be a lot of fun. But the G1 started. Um, it started Saturday. 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 So we're doing it's a different concept. It's four blocks, four blocks. of seven. So everyone's only gonna have six matches. Uh in the past it's been two blocks of ten. Where everyone would have nine matches, yeah. and they played that up as a big deal. Where like, if you lose like one or two matches, you might be Dunsky. Oh yeah, it's a huge deal, man. Um, but the the G one started. It's my favorite time of the year. I I got to to watch both nights last night. I fast forward through all the fucking God yeah, God. the non block matches. I did too. Yeah. I yeah. watched. The, I think I watched the Jay White Chase Owens tag match. I think, and that was it. Yeah, you fast, look. I fast forward through the Gaga. Yes, there's stories that they're telling to advance the matches in the G one. I'll tell you what, though. If you miss night one, Kev, definitely go out of your way. Okada, Jeff Cobb was fucking awesome, as was Osprey and uh, El Fantasma. I'll watch it tomorrow. And there, was there one more from night one that I really enjoyed? I don't know. I watched night two. Fuck. Hold on. Give me one second to think about this, because I know night two. I know the main event was Juice and, and uh, Shingo, Takagi, which I yeah. thought had like a weird... It seemed to finish abruptly. No, I think they, I think they told a good story in the match. They told a great story. I just felt like the finish just kind of happened. Well, because he, he kept trying to go for I don't know what his finishing move is called, Juice Robinson's, but it's like the like the pulp pulp friction. Yeah, and he tried to go for it a bunch of times and he couldn't get it, and then he finally did get it. And, uh, uh, I thought uh, Tai Chi and Big Tom that first match. I was like, how are you going to fucking follow this? Well, I'll tell you why because they put like any time like a Big Tom matches on, it, you know what exactly what kind of match it's going to be. 
And they even kind of, uh, I watched the, did you watch the, I, I watched the English version of the commentary. Obviously. Yes, of course. Always. So, uh, so they said this match is good. They are, they set the table, Kevin Kelly and, uh, God, Chris Carlton. They set the table saying this is going to be a, a phys- as physical of a match as you've ever seen. And it was, and there was a lot of like strong style, like, uh, like sumo type shit. And it was just, I don't. I don't necessarily like all Ishii's matches because it's just like, hey, punch me, then I'll punch you, then punch me, then I'll punch you, and then I'll kick you, and then you'll kick me, and and we'll see who's tougher, and then someone's gonna get the upper hand eventually. But I agree, man. I love. I I never. I don't know a whole lot about Tai Chi, and I didn't realize he was billed as like this big physical dude. That, but he he went toe to toe with with Ishii and and won. So, I'm big fan, big fan of Tai Chi. Like to me, like Ishii is like, like to me, he's unbeatable unless your name is like Okada or Naito or, you know, maybe even like an Osprey. Like I, I don't know enough about New Japan, but when I see Ishii, I'm like, oh, this guy's never losing. That's like, the, and I, th- I think that's the fun of the G1. Uh, I remembered the rest of night one now. Hanare beat fucking Tanahasho. Tony, how do you feel about that? Fucking Hanamania. And no, not Hanamania dipshit. Aaron Hanare from the United Empire, the young Australian kid. Oh, fuck that guy. He fucking beat Tanahasho. He beat Tanahasho. Big win for him. Big Big win. And Jay White beat Sonata. Uh, Ironically enough, I was watching with Rhiannon and she saw Sonata put Jay White in the Paradise Lock and she was like, you know, that's not real. He can get out of that. I'm like, no, come on. I'll put you in the Paradise Lock. Yeah. That's, That's what we'll call it. She wasn't having it. Uh, Yano beat um, uh, the debuting Jonah with his with his chicanery. That was wins night two, though. Yeah, that's night two. Yeah, yeah, wins a win. Don't get I caught watched that match. I, that was that was. I didn't know how to feel about that match, Matt. That's how the Yano matches are, man. It's yeah, I get like, it out of the way because you want. I think they want to give Jonah the the platform to to shine and come off as the beast that they portrayed him as. But Yano is all all Gaga and, and yeah, nonsense. right. And, and, and I'm not a big Yano guy. Um, and I when I was watching this match, like just on entrance alone, I was like, you know what, Jonah could win this thing. Like I was like really thinking that, like he could win the whole thing. Like again, I have no idea what their storytelling or their booking is, or I, I don't watch New Japan strong in, in in the states, so I don't know. But then like after the match, I was like, yeah, maybe not. Maybe he's just there to. Nah, that's that. That's that. This the 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 thing with the G one is the way it's booked. It's 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 round robin, so the wins yeah. count. They don't really. So like Hanari beating Tanahashi is it's huge, but that might be his only win of the tournament. Oh, and God, the same thing goes. Yeah, yeah, but that's just the the, the way the booking is. Yeah. And then post post G one, they kind of. You can put the United Empire against Chaos or or whatever you want to do. Uh, same thing with you know Yano. Yano always ekes out a win here and there. Like last year, Chase Owens beat Okada, I think, in the fucking G one. God, you gotta respect. You gotta respect New Japan first. Like beat, that because that would never go. That would never happen. I mean, maybe, like you wouldn't maybe have it was, like maybe it was Tanahashi. I don't want to speak out of turn. Yeah. Well, either way, oh, Tanahashi. yeah, Tamatanga beat Tamatanga beat Okada last year. All right, well, Tomatonga is a little bit more believable than Chase Owens. I guess. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, but you, you get, know. like, that's the part, the, you know, as yeah. we get, I mean, I don't know how they're going to do it with the four blocks, but as we get 
more into the tournament, you know, they're going to play in the factor of, you know, the beating this guy took. Like yeah, Kenta yeah. and Zack Sabre Jr. beat the dog shit out of each other. That was a great, that was a, that was a phenomenal match. I really enjoyed that. I mean, that's a Zack Sabre Jr. match, like, right? That's like, and a Kenta match. Like, that's just like technical wrestling. Like, but then, yo, Zack Sabre was loud as hell in that match, screaming, calling people, calling, well, like, just slinging this insults and all that crap. Well, that's how they they have to. They they're still not allowed to vocally cheer the, in the Japan. They can, only, they can only clap. So, like, if you want, if you get a chance to watch night one, Jay White Sonata, Jay White talks the whole fucking match, trying yeah. to get the crowd to chant Sonata. But as he's doing it, they're clapping to it and kind of cheering Sonata on. So it, it's you have to get creative. But yeah, I didn't know that. That's that's pretty wild. Yeah, so that's uh the New Japan in a nutshell. Uh, the G1's going on. A uh, couple weeks I'll be recording our, uh, or excuse me, my Bread Club episode of the G1 somewhere in the middle, probably not this Monday, but the Monday after. A little uh, yeah. little something something with my man Kieran over there at Wrestling. So if you're not subscribed to Fightful Overbooked, uh, please do so. Um, yeah, man. I'm, I'll tell you right now. Like I say this all the time, but like I don't watch New Japan all the time. But when I do, it's always a freaking pleasure. Like I'll watch like tomorrow at work. I'll probably watch night one. Like I'll yeah, have it on the second monitor. Like night one's a uh, it's a great great show. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll, again, I'll probably fast forward through like the, the yeah skip all six, that every six man match that there was. Yeah, like, skip all that bullshit. Once Just I get realized that that was it, I was like, dude, I'm like, what am I watching? Is this one of these like off nights where there's nothing that's of real import? And then yeah. I like I skipped, I skipped, and then I, and then I, I realized that there will be yeah they'll do that there. until we get to like the last like week of the tournament. Then they'll have just all tournament. And now the next week. the next night is the twentieth. Yes. And then the twenty third. Uh, yeah. I believe so because I think that's when Jay White fights again. I think. Yeah, I think between when Wednesday and Sunday, I think there's only three shows. Dude, I'm I'm in, Matt. I'm in. I love it. Let's do it. I'm in. I'm, in. I'm all in. I'll tell you what I was in on. Uh-oh. T-Donk's Wizards Rewind. He went uh, to the well uh, again and gave us a, a wonderful recommendation. I, I had my doubts at first. And then... uh, you know what? After after I had so much fun watching uh, the last Wizards Rewind that Tony suggested, even though I was a little butthurt by the Heart Foundation losing the tag titles. Right. When he gave us this the other day, Superstars of Wrestling from June 13th, 1987, I was all in and I pulled it up on the Daily Motion today. I threw it up on the TV in the living room and uh, I had myself a hell of a time. June 13th, 1987? Yeah. I, I just turned four years old. Look at that. Little Kevin, I, were, you, were you watching? I, I was tuned in, man. And I was, I was blogging about it too. Was I was 13. Did a podcast, too. I was five. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. I did. Uh, Tony, why did you pick this particular superstar? Yeah, Bro, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat defending the Intercontinental title against the Honky Tonk Man. It's all you need to know. That's Look, that's exactly why I picked the last show, because it was Heart Foundation and Strike Force. And then you just get the gold that surrounds that matchup. And yeah. there was... I would say this was about a 0.95 
Whereas the last time, the last show we watched was really loaded because Survivor Series was around the corner. I think this one paid off in spades as well. We got Tony, a this, lot of interesting stuff. There was a show. lot of fun stuff on this show. And 100%. Like you met, and like, I think it can't be understated. Honky Tonk Man beat Ricky Steamboat for the Intercontinental ch- title and started the longest Intercontinental Championship reign that I think we've seen to this day. Yeah, I think it is to this day. I was thinking about that earlier. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know if that record's been surpassed. Actually, it's, I don't think it's it has. Tough. I don't think it has. It's tough to to know in you know the modern era. It's really tough to actually know. I don't think it has. No, uh, I don't think it has either. So here's here's the interesting thing. We start off with an awesome match. How's this for jobber names? John K9, who, if you remember, was profiled on the dark side of the ring this past season. And Tony, he was, he's from Romania. Is he from Romania? Is that where they that's, booked him from? That's where he was built from. But he's that's, Canadian. He was from Canada. Yes. But that was so weird. Like from Romania, yeah. and I was like, "Oh, who's from Romania? Johnny Canine." And that didn't his, sound right at all. Listen, don't don't short sell Dusty Wolf as tag partner, jobber extraordinaire in the eighties in the WWE. Oh, I'll get to that. Taking on the British Bulldogs, dude. I I don't know about you guys. Johnny Canine was getting a lot of offense in here on Davy Boy Smith. Like he was like working. I got I got a couple things I want to ask you here. Okay. Did Davy always walk Matilda? Yes, because Dynamite didn't want fuck all to do with Matilda. I believe that's uh, true. I had a I got a book because he pets Matilda at one point. No, he Matilda, does, but Matilda chases Canine out of the ring, which is weird because they're both dogs. Yes. Right. Um his offense but they did like that leapfrog thing where they were way too close and canine definitely clipped davy and his ding dong and then he rolled out of the ring yeah he shit canned himself on that one that was fucking hilarious i wasn't even there <laughs> uh i wrote down bruno sucks on commentary no bruno was awesome because he's like i think he lost his balance oh, and he just got tossed out of the ring i thought it was good uh here we go vince thinks matilda is the one and only reason for the bulldog success his words his exact words. I'll give you. I'll give you one better. Jesse Ventura called her an attack dog. Well, she is <laughs> like a little, a little freaking bold, a little American or British bulldog is, is is a, is a dangerous attack dog. Well, for sure, man. When when Davy Boy would get her in the ring, she started chasing everybody out. Ask ask Slick about him. I think I think at one point when when they wrestled, I forget who it was. Uh, Slick just fucking. Peel that over the top rope, like dove, like the fucking like the. Yeah, slick was good him. selling for Matilda. Actually, that's that's a good point. Uh, here's the odd thing: the finish. Davy Boy's the one that hits the top rope headbutt and gets the pin. That's a fucking dynamite move. Did that surprise either one of you? I didn't. No, I didn't even notice it. To be honest with you, I felt like uh, Davy looked super annoyed after the match, like so annoyed. Like when they like when they were like together and the ref was going to raise their hand, like. They weren't even facing the fucking camera. Like, Davey yeah. was fucking pissed. All right, so this is 87. This is probably... They're still there in 88, right? Were they I, at the second Survivor Series? Yeah, they were. Because I think I think, Dave, I think uh, Dynamite... That was, this was Mustache Dynamite, I think. So they were still there. So I, I wonder if the, the wheels were coming off. It's possible. Yeah. They had very sporadic... Uh, appearances after 87 no like they they because then don't forget the rougeos come in in 88 and that starts that whole fucking wheel going oh so they're 100 percent there in 88 then yeah they're there at 88 for the 
for, Sur- for Survivor Series. Survivor Series. Sir Fluffer Flucker. I think that was it for them, right? I think it might be. I think, I think so. you're right. I mean, I mean, Sands, like, tapings or live events at, like, Hogan left in 93 at, after King of the Ring, but he still went on a tour. Yeah, that was their last match, 88, okay. the Survivor Series. Yeah. Yep. Wolf, you hit it. Well, we go from the British Bulldogs to Craig DeGeorge, who's interviewing the superstar Billy Graham. Yo, this is what I did not expect to see. Now, you see, honestly, truthfully, I was hoping, deeping, uh, deep diving into this stuff, that I was going to find the episode of Superstars where they actually showed Billy Graham in surgery. They did that back then? Oh, they did. And I remember this clear as day. They actually showed the uh, the surgeons cutting into his leg. You got the overview like with him like hitting with the mallet to try to get the hip in place. It was wild shit. The stuff they showed on on Superstars back then was crazy. So so Tony, let me ask you this. Like what about Superstar Billy Graham made him think that like I need to be among I need to be amongst the snakes, the scorpions. I need to be in the desolate. I need to be here to get myself back together, Daddy. And I need to hear the roar of the crowd. There's actually another part of that interview where he drops the uh, he drops the walker by accident, and he's like he's pulling himself up, and he's like, "No, I gotta climb the hill. I'm gonna conquer it. I'm gonna." Uh, I wish like, oh. I wish I'd seen him drop the walker and hit his fucking face on a rock. That's not now, it, now it would have taken the walker and thrown it down like into the fucking canyon. I wrote. So here's, here's the I other wrote, funny thing, right? <laughs> I wrote special Greg the Greg the George special report. Fuck Billy Graham. What the fuck? A walker in the desert, snake, scorpions, heat, desolation. Old footage of him with the title. Fuck this guy. Now I was kind of surprised that they pulled the old <laughs> footage out. That was one of my notes. I, I like, especially since Billy Graham was a heel when he was the champion. You know, Bro, how about his- he had hip surgery and they had a cast on his whole fucking leg like it was an 80s movie where he got in a fucking motorcycle wreck. Yeah, it's well, kind of weird, right? Isn't Roddy Piper's scar on his hip surgery like isn't that on his like upper thigh? Yeah, but dude, yeah, they but- had a they, they had that footage of him. He had a cast all the way down. It was covering his whole foot. Yeah, just- you're, no, you're right. I remember. <laughs> were sticking out. He's going, I got to raise my leg. Oh, oh, oh. Don't, don't hold your breath. Oh. One more. I gotta do one more. <laughs> Fuck you, Billy Graham, you dickhead. Dude, this is this was a hell of a show for freaking promos, man. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, these old these old uh, superstars, forty five minutes without commercials, and they're fucking packed, dude. You know what we get next? Holy shit, this dude. I don't know how do you pick a dude that don't speak the English language to do a fucking commercial for you. I bet Jack speaks English. Bro, I didn't understand a fucking word he said except for superstar <laughs> bars. And Jesse fucking lost his mind. He's like, did you watch him eating it? He's got no teeth. He left half the bar on the stick. <laughs> and it's so oh funny. Like, God. Imagine like you're a wrestler that doesn't have a superstar bar eating a superstar bar. Like, There's no chance Outback Jack had a superstar bar. Here's, no uh, here, here's something interesting. So... The next match is Eric Cooper and SD Special Delivery Jones. Can I cut you off, the... Tony? Go ahead. When, since, since whenever did Enhancement Talent get graphics, their names? It was uh, the Islanders versus Cooper and Jones, or Jones and Cooper. Like, yeah, they used I... to. You know what that is? That's something they used to do on primetime wrestling with Heenan and Monsoon. 
I was not expecting it here. That's the same type of graphics here. They really didn't do that on Superstars. So that makes this another fucking weird thing. It was literally, it just said like Jones and Cooper. Like I, when I saw that, I assumed it was going to be SD Jones, which is yeah. okay. Cause SD Jones was, you know, an upper enhancement guy. He was upper. But like, who, yeah. But like, who the heck is Cooper? Like, and then it was like, and then I saw him like, oh, Eric Cooper. Yeah. Still have no idea who that is. And SD Jones. Here's something that was telling, right? So SD Jones no sold something, popped up and hit a body slam. I think it was on Tama. It was early in the match. The crowd pops, but if you're watching the crowd in the background, they don't fucking move. So you know they're sweetening shit for this match, which is you know they don't probably like hour four out of five of that they're sitting there yeah but like the point is like they didn't do it for like the hearts and the uh and you know strike force uh, yeah strike force you know the last episode that we watched but they did it here and we also got the can-am connection on an insert because apparently the islanders turned on them we'll get to it later they get an actual this is is superstars of can-am yeah it was they, they were on this a lot um Dude, the fucking ending, right? SD Jones comes in to break something up and they shit can him and he fucking flew over the top. <laughs> he fucking was like arms and legs out like he was doing a fucking plancha. He fucking flew. So Eric Cooper takes a fucking gut buster and then he gets hit with the double head. Another match ending with headbutts. This time the Islanders. I got to go oh. back and watch because I don't remember the Islanders turning heel by turning on the Can-Am connection. I don't either. I really don't either. I, yeah, knew I wrote it in my notes. Uh, you know, with Heenan is new, few weeks old, can have connection in the match promo, worst promo. <laughs> I And then they do the voiceover. Fink's like, come to Worcester and you're going to see June 29th. The selling, your selling point is JYD and the tag team of Billy Jack Haynes and Ken, and Patera. Ken Patera. Are you yeah. fucking serious? I said, is that a seller? Well, I think, I feel like that was. That, I think that was par for the course back then. Like, n- not everyone was Hogan and, you know, No, I Andre. mean, look, they did the voiceover during the first match, and it was at least it was Jake versus the Honky Tonk Man, July yeah, 11th. But, yeah, but you didn't Garden. know at that point. You, that but Honky Tonk be... Man wasn't the champ. I'm sorry, Tony. Yeah, no, no he wasn't I mean... at that point, but that's, that's setting that up. Like, now you got a title match on your hands going yeah. out for that one. And but they, no. they, going back to the Honky they, they, like, Honky Tonk Man won the belt, but... They made it seem like he didn't deserve it, and it was a major, major, major oh, yeah. upset. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll I know, that. but yeah, we'll I, yeah. Um, uh, I wrote uh, Haku thr- thrust kick, beautiful double head putt finish. Yuck! Oh, yeah. Bruno still stinks. Well, I mean, it's the Islanders though. Headbutts, you know, they got hard heads. That's kind of the gimmick. We 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 get into that later with JYD. That's coming too. Uh, speaking of Can-Ams, apparently we go to the back. This is Mean Gene's first interview of the show with the Can-Am Connection. Fucking. <laughs> I just put Rick with a shit interview. Holy cow, Rick Martell was terrible on the fucking microphone. Dude, oh my it was God. bad. It was like the worst, like, and I get it. It's 1987. You can't cut and re- redo it, cut, redo it, cut, redo it. That, But that might be the worst promo no, I've ever heard in my life. You and then can. Tom Zink didn't do many favors by. No, you can, but I think that might have been like, well, this is as good as it's going to fucking get. By the way, real quick, you brought up the announcement for Wooster with the show coming up. Billy Jack Haynes and Ken Patera didn't form an official team 
until that November episode that we watched. Because yeah. yes. remember, yeah. they were fighting with, they were feuding with Demolition at that point, right? So yes. this was like fucking like, let's test it out on the fucking on the house shows and see how it goes. So I guess random. it did well enough where they fucking pumped it out. That's wild shit. It's so random. Uh, like I would never put them together as a as a team. Oh, weird, right? I said Mean Gene hyping Boston, Beefcake Johnny V, Tito Butch Reed, Cam Am, uh, Can Am Islanders. Martell's promo sucks, but the hair Zank no better. Yeah, exactly. No, I think Zink was a little better. No, he was no he was, he was he kept rambling. looking at the ground and he kept like he he was bad. Yeah, then you wonder why he fucking quit. He was like, yeah, fuck this. It's like, let me go hang out with El Gigante. That's all. Then that's why Jim Ross says that Tom Zink didn't give a shit. All right, uh, let me ask you guys a question. Were you disturbed that they showed this fucking footage from Predator where Jesse Ventura is just slaughtering everybody with this gun? No. I I love Predator. Yeah, but this is a fucking Saturday morning show that's targeted to, like, kids because, you know, kids are watching the wrestling. All I wrote was, holy shit, this was violent. He must have killed, like, at least a dozen people in this fucking footage. I wrote, uh, I wrote, while we were having our TV 14 conversation, I flipped to this page of my notebook. I went, TV 14? Kids watching Saturday morning. This is fucking wild, bro. He they show him, he loads the fucking gun up. Yep. And he is out there just <laughs> blowing motherfuckers away. Yep. I mean, um, it's the 80s, right? Yeah. yeah fucking wild. But like, but I mean, they, they also marketed Rambo to kids in the 80s. No, I I get it, but like Yeah, they had Rambo action figures and everything. Yeah, yeah I had them all. It's 2022, though. I'm watching this going. Yeah, what the fuck? I'm fucking I, five years old. I'm watching this with the old man at fucking eleven o'clock on a Saturday morning. Yeah, I'm usually I'm usually right there with you on on this sort of stuff. Like I'm usually like aging. Like timing is like makes you think differently. But I had no, I I didn't think of that at all when I watched it. I was like, all right, cool, dude. I don't even think we're fifteen minutes into this show. There's still so much more to go through, man. This is a fucking packed show. We get the return. I don't know where the oh, fuck he went. I wrote the same thing of JYD and Terry Gibbs. I just want to say the greatest line ever was Jesse Ventura was like, I know I'm a movie star because Bruno San Martino asked yes! for an autograph. And yes, I didn't good, give it to him. Good call. Good call. I and forgot I, about that. It wasn't until that point. I didn't I didn't realize Bruno was on commentary this entire time. <laughs> until he said that. That Bruno started chiming in on stuff, and then when when uh, we'll get to that part later in the main event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get we'll get there. We'll get yeah. there. Um, I have punch to the head. Durr. Terry Gibbs tries punching JYD in the head. Uh, he gets the headbutt, dude. He gave Terry Gibbs a lot in this match. Like junkyard dog, you know how he does the falling headbutt. Gibbs moved out of the way. Gibbs went for an elbow, moved out of the way. The only thing I was disappointed in. JYD didn't do the fucking headbutts on the ground. You know, he would get on all fours, give the headbutt, do the pat, roll over, do another headbutt. They didn't have that in this match. Uh, he wins with the power slam. And uh, all I brought is a bunch of kids who can't dance for shit. He brought in a bunch of fucking idiots from the front row to dance with them. They were fucking terrible. I wrote all these dumb kids dancing. <laughs> You guys are sad. They kept saying like he's back. I don't know where he went. And then they kept saying he's bigger. And at one point, I th- I don't because now like hindsight, we listen to all these podcasts and are like he didn't take care of himself and he ate a, like a hundred dollars with the vending machine stuff. 
Jesse tries to put over like he's in the gym, right? But Vince just keeps saying he's bigger. And even yeah. fucking marble mouth fucking Bruno, who's I don't know who's harder to understand, Outback Jack or Bruno, tries to put over that he's bigger and stronger. Did you did yeah. you notice they were trying to talk like he was working his head too? Like, how do you train your head? Yeah, I, I noticed that too, Tony. Like they said, like not only does he look like he's been in the gym, but his head looks like it got bigger. <laughs> and then, like, and then, they, and then the fact that they don't do the headbutt spot was just like, why, why mention his his head being, yeah, it was larger weird. than. Uh, he was. It, it was uh, very bizarre. And he wasn't around for long in '87, was he? I think he went back to WCW at some point too, didn't he? Around this time, or was that later? I think that was later. He probably went maybe like to the territory, like maybe like Memphis or something like that. Or well, I don't J- know. JYD wasn't at WrestleMania four, right? Like I think he was at Survivor Series, and that was it for him. No, I don't even know if he was at Survivor. Series. He was at SummerSlam '88. He lost by DQ to Rude. Wait, wait, what SummerSlam was that? '88. '88. Wow, really. Yeah, he was he wasn't on a team at Survivor Series '88, and then no, so he, he wasn't. I, I, but I don't think he showed up to WCW, like WCW to like '90s, right? '91, like '91, '92. He was in. He showed up at the NWA uh, Clash of the Champions four in 1988 to save like Ron to save Ron. Was that a, no? That wasn't a save. Ron okay, Simmons so maybe thing. he was. Maybe he was part of NWA. Maybe he went back to NWA at that point. It's possible. I just remember him coming back where like Ron Simmons was in trouble, and then he came out of the crowd. That was uh, Super Brawl 2 in 92 uh, yeah. when Abdullah was attacking Simmons. But he had been in – he went to the NWA in 88, and then at some point they became WCW. Right. And he won a six-man tag team gold with Ricky Morton and Tommy Rich. Well, there you yeah. go. Because when Sting wins the belt, Junker Dog is right there. It, like, as, as the baby face – the baby face uh, – Entourage helping him celebrate. We get uh Mean Gene again in the back interviewing the outlaw Ron Bass, who's Yo. got Miss Betsy with him this time. This is Miss Betsy's debut, right? Yeah. yeah. You have respect when you talk about something like this. Oh my it, was, it wasn't a bad interview. Like he was okay. It was probably the best one of the show, which isn't saying uh... much. You know what? What you gonna give the demolition one a nod? Well, we'll get to it. I yeah. I might just just we'll get we'll get to it. Um, yeah, I don't know anything else on that one, Matt. Otherwise, we can move on. No, I I want Mean Gene, Ron Bass. He's got a whip. Miss Betsy debut. Yeah, exactly. Uh, next matchup: Leaping Lanny Poffo and Scott Casey, another jobber extraordinaire, take on the new dream team of Greg the Hammer Valentine and Dino Bravo. Scott Casey wasn't a Survivor Series match. In yeah, of course, not until yeah. like a year later. Yeah. So he's uh, still. Well, there. here's the other thing, right? So, like, we get a poem about Jesse Ventura and Predator, which was sort of like it sort of boosted Jesse, but then still called him a meanie. So it was kind of like whatever. Yeah, it didn't really, it didn't really make sense. And Vince McMahon was like, ha, 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 ha. got him. But like no, nothing he said was super insulting. He can suck his own dick. Ha <laughs> <laughs> like, ha! Nothing that he said in that in that poem was like. He didn't have he, to hire an intern. God damn it! He's the. Uh, if you taught me that, I would have saved twelve million dollars. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Kev. Talk no, so here we go. Like it just didn't make it didn't seem that 
like offensive where Vince McMahon had to like laugh like hysterically like he buried Ventura. It was like the most benign burial ever. So here's the crazy thing about this match, right? Scott Casey controlled a lot of this match. He was giving fucking arm drags and hip tosses to Dino Bravo. He was looking like a million bucks. So he gets he gets him fucking down. Lanny Poffo comes in a house of fire, goes up and hits the moonsault right away. It's like, holy shit. Even Jesse's like, whoa, we almost had a major upset here. And then fucking Poffo gets cut off with the kick from, from Valentine on the outside. The side suplex finishes for Bravo. But dude, fucking the, the amount of offense that Casey and Poffo got in, you almost maybe for a second thought, holy shit, they're going to beat these guys. Which was fu- which made the fucking match good to me. I'll Matt, tell you, shaking your head. No, I wrote down Scott Casey arm drag machine. Yeah, it was fucking yeah. insane. Kev, what you got? I was wondering, like, because the way that Lanny Poffo like went after Jesse Ventura in his promo for no other reason other than they just showed the the thing. I'm like, are they like? Was there a Jesse Ventura Lanny Poffo feud that I didn't that I never knew about? No, no. I think like like what was the point of that then? Probably just to get the plug out for Predator to, to put Jesse over. A little and you're going to have Lanny Poffo do it. Uh, He's the fucking poet laureate of the World Wrestling Federation, bro. Yeah. No, it was good. I, I Listen, it was, it, it, was, it was fun. But again, it wasn't like a promo that like, it wasn't a poem that like totally buried Jesse. Well, we don't get Piper's Pit. We don't get the body shop. We get the snake pit with J.D. Snake Roberts. Bringing out Hillbilly Jim and Little Beaver. All right. I didn't realize that. I mean, I, I sort of remember that the Hillbilly Jim King Kong Bundy feud continued. I didn't, I didn't realize. I didn't remember that Little Beaver was still being brought into this. They showed footage from WrestleMania 3. Bundy dropping the elbow. No, the common misconception is that Bundy, like, splashed him, which he didn't do. He just dropped an elbow on him. And, uh. Little Beaver was an okay promo. At first, I hated it, and then I watched it back again. It was kind of like, all right. I mean, he called him a fat you-know-what, but whatever. And uh, Bundy's a big coward. That's all I got from it. No, Hillbilly Jim had a good line before, like, the, the music started playing, and Hillbilly Jim was like, it takes a, a, takes big, a toad. big big horse to pull a big load. I wrote yeah. it down, Kev. Look at that. I thought that was a great line. So, Hillbilly, so shout out to Hillbilly Jim, man. That was a great line, I thought. My uh, my memory of the snake pit is very foggy. This was not; they were not all like ninety seconds long, were they? I they weren't all terribly long. Well, didn't Hockey Talk Man like debut on the snake pit? Not debut, but fucking leveled Jake, and that yeah. led to WrestleMania three, which also, according to, uh, you know, Jake led to his pill problems and alcohol problems and all that other stuff. I thought I thought hockey. I thought Hockey was a babyface his first time on the Snake Pit. He may have been. Pretty I you'd sure. have to go far back. I don't. I don't remember that, but it's completely possible. I think he was. But again, that's just me. But I, I thought. I thought. Like I said, that that line like completely like. And, and Jake's like Jake the Snake has like a, a tank top on and like jeans. Like he's like going like. Like, where, like, where's he going? Like, what? Is, yeah, a, a typical '80s look. 80s, tank top and the acid wash jeans. There you yeah. go. I think he even had the little fucking earring, didn't he? Like the the dangler. And then, like the snake, oh, yeah. you keep seeing like. And then the best from Jake was like he went to Little Beaver and was like, "I'm gonna keep him away from you," because he could like literally, yeah, like fucking, like choke out 
Oh, for sure. For sure. Fucking, he wouldn't stand a chance. Um, this is weird knowing what's coming up. We get a promo from Ricky, the dragon steamboat about being on a natural high and not doing drugs. It's a PSA, Tony. I understand, but it's kind of weird that this guy's about to go out and fucking lose his title. And here he is cutting a promo, trying to be like the almighty baby face. Kids don't do drugs. Go live on a natural high holding the belt. Little did he know for the last time. As we get into our, not even the final match, but our main event, the Honky Tonk Man challenges Ricky Steamboat for the IC title. We start off with Jesse being disappointed because he really wanted Honky Tonk to play the guitar behind his back, and he didn't, and he was all bummed about it. He's like, oh, he's not going to do it. <laughs> Other note I have, notice the crowd is is uh, hot for Steamboat, and they're all cheering as compared to the earlier match. Where SD Jones got the body slam and the crowd like popped, but no nobody moved. Uh, Vince once again harping on the fact that Honky Tonk Man did not deserve a title shot. Right. Jesse chimes in at one point and says, "Well, maybe because he got that big win over Jake at WrestleMania." And Vince was like, "Did you call that a fair win?" He's like, "Well, he beat him, didn't he?" Like, so it was a little back and forth there. But dude, yeah, Vince was not about Honky Tonk Man getting a title shot here. Really putting over the fact that he did not deserve to be in this spot. Yeah, which kind of made me feel like, like, then why would I care that he won the belt then? I think it was more like try to build up to people like, oh, this is going to be a walk in the park for Ricky Steamboat. He's not losing the belt here. Are you crazy? He's going to lose to Honky Tonk Man? But even like when the finish happened then, it was like the roll up and the honky, like they never acknowledged that he had the ropes. Like Bruno said, oh, I got to admit, he his shoulders were down. That's I can't argue that. Bruno- yeah. Th- and, and, yeah. and hockey clearly had the ropes with his hand. Maybe at that point they felt like Steamboat wasn't going to be back, so they didn't want to give him an out. I don't why know. Why do the finish with the ropes? Because maybe at the point they were hopeful that Steamboat was going to come back quickly. Because don't forget, the whole reason Steamboat dropped the title here was because he wanted time off because his wife was expecting their son. Ah, good call. You know, and I think Vince was a little perturbed by it because – Hey, you just had this awesome feud with Randy Savage. We just put the belt on you. Now you want to disappear? So there may have been some hard feelings there. So who knows? Maybe yeah. that was their way of burying Steamboat. Yeah, and Matt, he... it, was, it was just weird that like Bruno San Martino, after him and like Jesse Ventura like bickered the entire show, just like, you know what? I got to say, his shoulders were down. You know, I, I, he, he lost it. That's a good pin, even though he had the rope. So I don't know what your thoughts about that were, if any. I well, hated. I hated. If I was a child, and I was watching this, like I'm five, I don't remember this. If I was, if I would be enraged. I was enraged watching this. It oh, was I was. So, I lost my mind. It was so short and so, just bullshit. It fucking made me angry today. No, the oh, fi- the, the the finish. The finish as a kid pissed me off because Steamboat was my guy, and he got ripped out of the title. And the referee. We'll get there. We'll get there. Let me. Let me. Let me give you some notes. So. Honky Tonk, he fucking attacks before the bell. Steamboat does the skin to cat. He fucking hits Jimmy Hart with the, with the fucking leg to the top of the head. Sends Honky Tonk over. Uh, Steamboat goes for the roll up, and this is Honky Tonk Man's heat spot. He kicks him off, and Steamboat goes head first into the buckle, which he sold well. Um, dude, all right, tell me you didn't fucking notice this, right? So Honky Tonk's getting getting his heat on him. He goes up to the second rope. And when he goes to drop the elbow, he misses. Honky Tonk literally, and the canvas doesn't move, mind you. The mat doesn't move. 
Honky Tonk bounces and comes up another two inches, and yet the fucking ring does not move. This goes to show you why fucking people were crippled in the WWF because McMahon wanted these rings to be solid, and this fucking thing had no give. And Honky just went boop. <laughs> I fucking. Dude, I couldn't stop laughing at how much fucking air he got just hitting the fucking canvas. It was fucking hilarious. I'm sorry. I guess I'm the only one that fucking enjoyed that. Well, no, I was. I mean, I, I don't. I didn't want to jump in all the time first, so I was waiting for Matt to. I didn't. I didn't catch it. So yeah, I didn't catch it either. That's probably why. So Steamboat goes up to the top. Jimmy Hart interferes. He hits the chop, but there's no cover because the referee's tied up. A uh, little bit of a schmoz there. Steamboat fucking, I forget if he drop kicks him or knees him and fucking hockey goes flying into Jimmy Hart. Jimmy Hart gets fucking shit canned. And then it happens. Steamboat goes for the roll up. There's a one count, but Honky Tonk Man managed to grab the ropes and the two and three counts go to the Honky Tonk Man. Is this how this is fucking going down? Next thing you know, Honky Tonk rolls out the ring. The ref rolls out. Howard Finkel, God bless Howard Finkel, is standing at ringside with the microphone going like this. Like, he don't know what the fuck happened. At least he sold the shit. I yeah, gotta sell it. And then they announce Honky Tonk Man, and Honky Tonk Man gets out like he fucking robbed a bank, dude. They fucking, Jimmy Hart gives him the belt, and they just fucking leave. And Steamboat's just like, what the fuck? Yeah. And I have it in my notes, too. Even Bruno thinks so on the replay with the pin. Jesse, Jesse agrees, but Honky's in the ropes. It was a bit of a clusterfuck of an ending. I think they did it on purpose, but long what, story short. You think they, they didn't mention the ropes on purpose? Yeah, yeah. I think I think because they were trying to stick it to uh to uh steamboat. what you call it, the steamboat, yeah, after all was said and done. So I mean that's my opinion. I could be way off, but yeah, I mean I, I have no clue, but it was just so weird that not only would Bruno agree with the guy that's been badgering him the entire show and basically for the entire like eighties. Like that, he would just agree with them without even acknowledging the very obvious arm over the ropes type. No, deal. I get it. I get it. You're a hundred percent right. But I think that was that may have been the edict from Vince. Was like, hey, let's play this off like he got fucking pinned, like he got like he pulled a fast one. Yeah. Whatever. It is what it is. We got the crowning of a new Intercontinental Champion, the greatest Intercontinental Champion of all times. Yeah, I agree, Tony. With that, he he probably is the greatest intercontinental champion ever, and the fact that like he was billed as such like a non-worthy contender, and then all of a sudden like in that moment he beat Steamboat and then went on the run that he did, like, and then all of a sudden became like one of the most credible champions like you've ever seen. Like, it's it's remarkable. Yeah, truly is. But that's not all for the matches, boys. No. Oh God, no, yeah. What the fuck? We got Silvano Sousa taking on the one-man gang with the Doctor of Style, the Slickster. Bro, what the fuck is the one-man gang doing? Did you see the drop? No, fuck that. Did you see the sloppy clothesline? That fucking rule, dude. I couldn't stop laughing. Fucking top rope, like weird bulldog he tried to do when he was on the second rope and he like jumped on the guy's neck. (laughs) No, he was... He was known for doing that. Like, he would just follow the guy up and ram his head into the canvas, but that this was a particularly bad Dude, he one. wanted to kill this guy for some reason. And then on top of that, how about him walking the ropes? Yeah, for that that that's the elbow drop that I was talking about, I think. Yeah, the shitty little fucking elbow drop. That like and, was... Go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 it's it's nothing. If you listen closely, you can hear Slick with my favorite line. 
You hear him in the background. You can turn out the lights because the party's over. I love that shit. He got so into saying that, he would sing it in some matches, too. He'd be like, turn out the lights. The party's over. Well, the camera, he would be on the outside. Like, if it was like a Warlord match or like a Power and Glory match, they would like come first like at a... on, at, 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 on the apron or on every ringside, and be like, he would say exactly that line, and it was just like, the party's over. Like it was so good. Greatest slick. Like slick. That should like if slick had a PWT store, a store that would be like a top selling T-shirt for sure, hundred percent. Um, my favorite interview of the show. Mean Gene with Mister Fuji and Demolition. The devil's inside him. Fucking so good, so good. Really? At one because at one point, dude, demolition had no right to be fucking with Mean Gene the way they were, but it was fucking hysterical. Did you notice Smash's voice? It was like totally different than it became in like eighty nine and ninety, and like like more serious and like more. You saw bits of it. You saw bits of it here though, because. Uh, Gene fucking mumbles under his breath. He's like, oh, I got your names right this week. And actually turns to him and goes, about time, Howard. Oh, <laughs> and calls him Howard. That was great. And then he called him in again. And then Mean Gene purposely fucked up their names when they were leaving. And he looks at Smash and he calls him Axe. And Smash, dude, he points at himself and he goes, that's Smash and that's Axe. I couldn't stop fucking laughing. It was so good. It was so good. They had no right to be as funny as they were, but I fucking laughed my balls off. How deep into demolition were we at this point? Not very. Not I think this was, all. this was shortly after they replaced what's his nuts. Yeah, no? because because uh, Smash had like the still like the orange and yellow. It was different. It wasn't his traditional paint. Yeah, that he had. And they were feuding. Were they? They weren't feuding with anybody at this point either. No, they just ran down a list of people that they hated, I think. Yeah, including the Heart Foundation. Yeah, which is weird because I thought they were still bad guys at this point, too. Yeah, but it was it was kind of like, you know, Mr. Fuji tells us, to, you know, uh, yeah. if he wants me to break his neck, I'll break his neck. If he wants him to break his leg, he'll break his leg. Like, you yeah. know. They mentioned, like, the Killer Bees, the Can-Am, and, and the Hearts, I think, were the three names that they mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed I, it. Yeah, I like that, too. I liked it a lot. Uh, I, like, I, liked, uh, I like Smash's face paint. Yeah, that was How before he went to the generic, you know, one time only crazy face paint, which was nuts, which probably took him three hours to do. <laughs> and then uh, we can't go home without the honky tonk man coming back out to the ring, cutting a promo. I thought that was a recap. No, he came back out. He said, This is your belt. I did it for you. Thank you very much. And then he dances. He dances with the belt and uses it like a guitar. Tony, the song that he danced to. I thought that was very similar to the Bushwhackers music. No, it's it's Honky Tonk Man. I forget who the artist is. Oh God! Like the under, like the the musical ver- like the musical part. I know there were lyrics, but like I thought it was like, I literally thought it was Bushwhackers. No, that was theme. that was legit music, and I forget who the artist is. And something we didn't mention: Steamboat came out to Sirius by Alan Parsons Project. Still allowed, still not allowed. But still using that music to come to the ring, and this is on a syndicated show. So this is long before they started cracking down on fucking on music rights and all that jazz. Mm. And there you go. And Vince can't believe that the Honky Tonk Man is your brand new Intercontinental Champion. The Honky Donkey Man. God damn. Thumbs up. 
Thumbs, thumbs up. up 100%. 100% thumbs up. Everything about the show was incredible. Next week, George the Animal Steel, Can-Am Connection, Killer Khan, and the yep. Heart Foundation versus the Killer Bees. In a non-title match, yeah. God. If you're Good younger shit. than us, go back and watch 1987 wrestling. Dude, it's just so much fun, and they pack so much shit into the fucking 45 minutes. Daily Motion is your place if you're looking for old superstars, by the way. Yeah. Don't be afraid to go there. Yeah, so uh, June uh, 6th. And, uh, no, June thir- no, June 13th, 1987. Superstars of Wrestling is what you want to find. Because this was a great, great episode. A lot of fun. Watch very easy. Uh, we are the Shining Wizard Podcast. Follow us on all forms of social media at Wizard Podcast. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, Twitch TV. Follow, rate, review, subscribe. Don't ever miss an episode. Next week, we are joined by Eric Watts, son of Bill Watts, member of Techno Team 2000. Uh, people are really excited about him being on the show because they want to talk about him in TNA. Yes. Your yeah. wheelhouse, Kevin, Tony. So uh, we're very excited to have Eric Watts on next week. So that's uh, next week's show, August 1st, CPA. Uh, and then the rest of August, we are jam-packed until we get to episode 600. It's Tony's roast. So tune in for that fiasco. That's all I got to say, gentlemen. It's been a pleasure, an absolute blast. I had a great time with you guys tonight. And uh, we'll be back next Monday to do it all over again. Goddamn right. Thunder Frog rules. Uh, Shut up. Idiot. That's a stupid thing. Can you guys hear that? You can hear that, right? Yeah, we can hear you. Fucking awesome. Good night, Gracie. Thanks for listening. Oh, what? What? Rusty trombones for everybody. Oof. Oh yeah. Are we are we ending this or what? What's going on here? Button or what's going on here? So I'll do it. Oh no, the broadcast is I'm ending it.